preachers of Sigmar City say that a new dawn is coming. Each day the Crusader's bell rings and hosts of proud dawnbringers march out to the cheers of the citizenry. These brave men and women dare the hellscapes that the realms have become, driving back the taint of chaos and establishing new bastions of mortal kind. They do so in the belief that, from Azir, their god-king watches their struggle, blessing them with the strength of his righteousness and conviction. But Sigma is not the only power in these unhappy realms. The etheric rage of Gur, the realm of beasts, resonates in a ceaseless tattoo, driving both lands and monstrous creatures to savage apoplexy. Alongside this furious heartbeat tremble other notes of discord. Beneath volcanic peaks, the flame-blooded sons of Grimnir make war against rock-skinned beasts and their shrieking allies, though the tide seems to grow with each passing day. From the frontiers of Sigmar's expanding empire emerge tales of upheaval and woe, of black rains that fall without end, of hooded prophets and plagues of despair, and of heralds who bear cursed entreaties. A mounting sense of imminence has been poured into a cauldron of doubt and unease, and some whisper that a second darkness threatens to break across the realms, equal to the madness that once almost unraveled them. Yet, if one thing has remained inviolable over all the centuries of strife, it is the call of battle. Whatever evil now threatens the weave of fate, it will be cemented or repelled, as it always has been, with blade, shield, and hammer. Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we're going to do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you the Dawnbringers, all of their enemies, and the future of Warhammer Age of Sigmar. I'm Dave Wytak, and with me as always is Chris Walker. Chris, what's hey, going on? Uh, not too much. What's up? Uh, Reading through this fantastic. book. Fantastic. Yeah. That's cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's just good, dude. Like this, yeah. st- I mean, I love seeing the story move forward, and there's lots of little stuff dropping. You're like, oh, this is... This is yeah, it says book one. This is just the opening. Yeah, moves. this, is, a, this like, is like the prelude. Yeah, the, and if mm-hmm. this is just the prelude, it's getting it's going to get crazy mm-hmm. over the next three or four books that are probably going to be following this because that's the last. What did they do four last time? I think. Yeah, so I would assume each book is going to be kind of like this one. Well, they are are going to be releasing probably these regiments of renown mm-hmm. in each book. I would think possibly. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, we will definitely get into that because this after you got past the lore was not what I was expecting. Mm. So I'm I'm just saying it wasn't what my, it didn't meet my expectations. Uh, okay, just not not that it failed it. It was just like wait what what is this? This is all what? Because I'm like this was not last you know the last campaign with uh, Marathi and all that. Mm-hmm. The stuff that came after the lore there it was uh, uh, there was a lot for. You know, matched play and stuff yeah. like that. Well, and they were here. they were like they were like reworking armies in those books. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And this is yeah. this. It's not like that at all. It wasn't right. kind of what I was expecting. It did. It was. It was like I said. My expectations uh, were not uh, anything as, as to what I actually got. But this is really cool. Uh, but yeah. we got to before we get into that real quick. Got to thank sponsors, Kazark Superstore. 
Yeah, it's always door. Six Squared Studios, all your basing and MDF needs and 3D printing needs. And, of course, Grognard Games in Roselle and Batavia, Illinois, because there's always something happening at Grognards. That's Grognard right. Grognard Games. Yep. And, of course, our Patreon sponsors, those people who believe this show is worth money for no apparent reason and to help keep this show going and everything that we do on it happening. That includes our associate producers, Jake C., James Brown, Old Man Yeti, and George Stradon, our executive producer, Scotty Milne, and our newest patrons, Paul Frickman and James Lane. I hope I pronounced everything right there. Thank you all for becoming part of the 1% who make this show and all the things that we do on this show possible. Now, uh, Chris, did you know we got voicemail? I heard tale of it. Yes, Fantastic. we do have voicemail and if anyone wanted to call and leave a voicemail you could you could just call 1-757-GH-SHOW-6 that's right that's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6 most international callers dial 00 and then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6 and you can be like one of these four people who oh. left messages yes. this past week uh, none of them are too long I'll try to answer them but we are trying uh, we gotta we gotta get to this Dawnbringer stuff because it's just been but here's our first call. Okay, here we go. I, this is Nate. Hello, Chris and Dave and all you tools out there. This is Nate from New York City. I'm calling with another question from a new player perspective. And I uh, promise this one won't be two and a half minutes long. Uh, so let's talk about terrain. There's not very much in the uh, core book. So I was hoping you could uh, shed a little light to illuminate the subject a little. So the first question is, where do you get the terrain you use? Do you use GW stuff or third-party stuff? And if so, from who? Or do you make your own hills out of foam or whatnot? So where are you getting your stuff? And then two, uh, when it actually comes to putting together a battlefield and playing, what are your eight pieces of terrain you're choosing? What do you do you have a go-to? You always want an awakened wildwood out there. You love big pieces of elevation. You like big, big pieces, little pieces. And what makes for an awesome battlefield and a memorable game for you? Or does it not matter at all? Am I overthinking terrain? Anyway, thanks for such an awesome show. I uh, love all the positivity and excitement and enthusiasm. It's such a treat to listen to. Keep up the good work. You guys are the best. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah. I, I don't, like, I just, I, I buy cool looking terrain. Like, I used to make my own when I first started playing because it was cheaper and I didn't have enough money to even buy up, you know, buy up a whole army when I wanted one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would build a lot of terrain. Um, and then when stuff started coming out in kits, I would, would you know, yeah, they sell a box out here's some terrain, here's some terrain. You just start collecting it. Like, I like a fairly cluttered table, to be honest with you. I like yes. lines of sight breakers. I like stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, things are, you're going to have to move around, go around things. Uh, like I said, I've usually got two or three big pieces, uh, Four or five medium-sized pieces, and then another three or four small pieces. Yeah, we usually do six to eight. You know, um, we play. I play most of my Warhammer at uh, Grognard Games in beautiful Roselle, Illinois, and they thankfully have a lot of terrain for us to use there. Yes, they do. So we use a lot of. We use mostly that, um, but that's like that's like a mixture of. Games Workshop ruins and things like that, and uh, just some other pieces that they have there. Mostly, big line of sight blocking stuff is important. And you, you, uh, you don't need to spend a fortune on terrain. No. Uh, if there's pieces that you like that look cool, like I've I've got a bunch of stuff, and we don't always use like I've got uh, those Realm Gate. You know, the, the, yeah, I have a couple of those. Yeah, I put them on the table because they look awesome. 
And yeah. yeah, they could teleport between one and the other. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So you make sure to put them on opposite ends of the table just so if someone, you know, yeah. one, one in each person's territory so that way everybody's got, you know, something. I try yeah. to, the only thing I try to do is without being completely symmetrical, I try to I try to keep the board fair and even mm. in both ter- in both you know, players' territories, get some line yeah. of sight blocking terrain. Yeah. There get, was an interesting. Leave some open space for them to put their models down. Like, you got to yeah. yeah, leave some yeah. space for, uh, yeah. you know, um, what do you call it? Um, you know, e- uh, army specific terrain oh, yeah. pieces. Faction and stuff. Terrain. Yeah, faction terrain. Yeah. Yeah. There was an interesting article. I think it was White Dwarf uh, a couple issues ago where one of the people in there was writing about sort of this very topic and sort of saying that, you know, match play, you know, try to keep table symmetrical but if you're playing even a match play game or a you know just a, a narrative game or what have you try to mix up the train a little bit you know make the table kind of interesting you know make it look like you know the wilderness invading into a town kind of give the board a theme you know that kind of stuff so i've actually been doing that a little bit when i've been setting up tables you know uh yeah and like I said, and you don't, I mean, if you don't have all that stuff, like I've been playing now for a while, so now I have a couple of tables worth, and it's decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I have But the there's same, yeah. tons of articles on how to make war game oh, terrain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, you could even go to, uh, if you want to, I know I have this one still here. I was just looking to see if I could grab it out. But how to make war game terrain from <laughs> Games Workshop. They put out a oh, book yeah. showing you how to make it. Right oh, yeah. now, it's uh like when you look on eBay, mm-hmm. it's a 1996 book, Wargaming Terrain, and then they put mm-hmm. out another one in 2003. And I mean, you can look on eBay and you can find it for a decent price or you can find people ripping you off. But if you want to drop 40, 50 bucks on a book, but it's honestly, I mean, I liked that. That's how I yeah. learned how to make terrain. There's a yeah. lot of good advice in there on foam core and how to cut stuff and paint stuff and put stuff together mm-hmm. if you just want to buy a bunch of foam core and make some simple stuff. You can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to use the GW forests, but the biggest problem is putting them together. If they've got all the leaves on them, you got to have somewhere just for them because they'll break <laughs> yeah. off. Right. And nobody likes that, and nobody makes special space for the GW forests, so everybody has bare trees. <laughs> right. Every time you play with that, it looks like the mortal realms have no leaves in them. It's like, why <laughs> is everything Halloween town? Uh, mm-hmm. Because the leaves don't go on well, I just yeah. and I love them. I do like their forest, but uh, some people just buy. Uh, Talk about the new ones or the old. I mean, the new ones are a little better than the old. A ones, little where better. Where it's a big still. circle, you know. But it's still a big circle. But even the old one wasn't wasn't super sweet. Um, mm-hmm. But you could just buy like you know stuff for you know hobby train stuff. And there's like a you could buy a lot of foliage, you know, different sizes and different things. I mean, you can find stuff anywhere. I never. I was all. I'm always looking around. What can this? Can this be a piece of terrain? Can this do this? Can this be that? I mean, I don't worry too much about it. I just get some stuff. Mm-hmm. Get whatever you think looks cool. If you yeah. can, if you can paint it up so it kind of matches, and you can theme a table, way to go. That's that's my opinion on it. I don't I don't take anything too seriously though, other than the lore. I don't really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just me. All right, we got three more voicemails. Hold on. Let's go. Uh, where'd it go? Oh, where'd you go? Where'd you go? There you are. There you are. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Next one. Here we go. Hi, this is Jim from Kenton, Ohio. And I just thought I'd weigh in on the ongoing discussion of whether the um, Ossiarch Bone Reaper models are cool or not. 
as you said before, the law is actually just so very cool for the model or for the Oscar filmmakers. But unless you know how to play Twister, the Oscar filmmakers models are such a nuisance to put together. <laughs> they look cool when they put together, don't get me wrong. But second only to the Silverness, which are absolute nightmares to put together. Um, the Oscar filmmakers are an absolute nuisance to put together as well. Probably. I was saying second place to the Silverness, but nonetheless, an absolute nuisance, and you will get your fingers glued to yourself. <laughs> um, anyway, I just want to say thank you, as always, to Chris and yourself, Dave. Thank you for every episode that you put out. You are always such awesome guys, and as I've said many times before, both on the Facebook page and in any other voicemail I've left, your infectiousness for, and enthusiasm for the hobby is just overwhelming and thank you for everything and anything you do for the hobby. Just best wishes to all of you and hope it continues for many, many more years. Thank you all. Bye. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, luckily for me, my OBR army was already assembled when I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hey, you know what? It's just another reason for me to go ah. <laughs> because that's it. That's what it is, man. Ah. All right. Um, say people weighing in on my side. I appreciate this. Uh, now we got Andrew from Detroit calling in. Uh, we got this one coming too. Hi, Dave. This is Andrew from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, I just wanted to call. I'm listening to the new Seraphon episode, and I just wanted to call in and finally just finally say something to you guys. Uh, first time caller, long time listener, and I just wanted to let you know that you guys do an awesome job on the podcast, and it's very appreciative that you guys put one out every month or month. And I just wanted to say thanks. And I also kind of owe you guys an apology. Um, the entry I put in for your last contest, I just felt really bad about it, so I just figured I'd apologize to you guys um, on a personal level. What? Uh, so thank. I don't know. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you for your time, and keep up the great work. Thank you. Bye. Okay, see, the problem with that right there is, is that that contest happened before the computer died. Oh. So when I when my when my hard drive. When the when the computer burned out and the guy had to save my hard drive, mm -hmm. uh, he saved. I, I you know I'm like these files are got to these files are would like to this stuff don't care. It was in the would like to a lot of the would like to didn't make it. Mm. Lost a lot of images, a lot of old clips. The shows were all saved. Luckily, mm -hmm. um, the originals, you know, all that stuff. But mm -hmm. oof. Yeah, so I couldn't even go back and check, but I I liked all our entries. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I would say, um, I, I, dude, I loved that contest, so I'm not even going to worry about it. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. We got one more. This one. Oh, this one is international. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just wanted to leave you a message to say, listen to the show for quite a while. Been loving it. The Seraphon show, what a fantastic show. I cannot wait to use these armies out on the table more and more. Your law and war are some of the best things I'll ever see at the moment. 
keep up the great work. Thanks. Those are my favorite calls. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I just really like your show. And you know what? And these episodes, like I like when, you know, when people tell me specific things that they like about the show. Not because yeah. they got to tell me what I like, but when I hear specific things, I know those. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I only get X amount of feedback. And I get the feedback. And when people are specific, it, it's like, oh, if I get a lot of feedback on a specific thing, then I know. That's something to work with. But that's all the voicemails. And thank you all for calling and leaving voicemails. I love voicemails. It makes me so happy. Um, Call in. Send us a voicemail. Yeah. Uh, Okay, should we break real quick and then come back and talk the lore? Because I have so many notes. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited about this. We'll be back. Folks, Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Seven times, seven times shall the puck's bells toll, though ye shall cleave to ye godly storm god and believe thyself saved. Then shall come the agues and the weeping boils and the endless soul shuddering, and thy cattle shall wail in human tongues, and upon thy hovels and way signs shall be inscribed the words of joyous decay and demise. Only then shall the rusted gates of the garden creak wide, and as all things fall to ending, a most gloriousome carnival shall sprout from the crop of thy misery. Such is written, such is known. Excerpt from the Tome of Bleaksome Omens, discovered in a cellar beneath the hospice of merciful Sigmar in Greywater Fastness. We are back, back to the mortal realms. Okay, in the Dawnbringer Crusades. Yeah, so it's Dawnbringers Book One. Yep, the Harbingers. Okay, so Harbingers, not the, yeah. but Harbingers. So now I'm looking, and I got my books right here. And last time we had what was it? Teclas, Marathi, Kragnos, and Bellicor. There was the mm-hmm. four book series. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. See, this excites me. 
because it, uh, for those of you who have been with AOS from the beginning, um, you know they dropped the the game, but then shortly thereafter they dropped the Realmgate Wars. Yeah, it was like a series of supplements, right? Yeah, running through the story, mm-hmm. telling uh, this is the story that's going on. We needed it then because we didn't have much, you know. Right. But then we're playing Warhammer. We get uh, you know we get past the point where we actually figured out and made some rules for it, and then GW made some rules for it, and here we are playing Age of Sigmar. And then Malign Portent starts. Yeah, and Malign Portent the Necroquake. Yeah, and that's before the Necroquake. All that stuff happening leading up to the Necroquake, which boom, second edition drops, and it's got all the details up to the Necroquake. Soul Wars. And now we're in the Soul Wars, right? Yeah. Then we got that for a couple years. Then Mm -hmm. we get Marathi, Teclis, Kragnos, and Bellicor. Mm -hmm. Teclis brings the Soul Wars to an end. Third edition comes out. They call that Broken Realms, right? That's right, Broken Realms. Mm -hmm. That ends. Third edition comes out. Now we're in the Era of the Beast. And yep. we've been spending some time in the era of the beast, and now, boom, Dawnbringer yeah, Harbingers like comes out. We're on, like, what, our third General's Handbook? Right? I think so. I don't even pay attention to how many of those there are. I barely ever use it. Um, <laughs> Point, yeah. Well, that worst. came out. That, that goes on pre-order. That was on pre-order. That comes out. In fact, oh. when this episode drops, it should be out, like, a day. Is it out on Saturday? Yeah, it's out on Saturday. We're recording on Thursday, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's out points, on Saturday. I've got points I can't... came out. Points came out today. That was a big deal. Yeah, the uh, yeah the uh, FAQ stuff dropped all over mm-hmm. for everything. So mm-hmm. I figured that would happen. My my Zinch army got 120 points cheaper. Oh, I gotta go through the points now. God bless America. <laughs> all right, so here's the deal. Um, Book one, Harbingers, which means we've got several more books coming. And if this is, I, you know, I'm, I'm not talking out of school here. It's, it's not like I have the release schedule. And they did tell us things are coming. Yeah. But if this follows the pattern and we just had 40K 10th edition drop, mm-hmm. then this is all going to lead up to next summer 4th edition Warhammer. Yeah. Right, yeah. just I, think, I mean, this yeah, is that's, a, that's what they do. This is what they've been doing. So I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. Whether we need fourth edition or not, that's what they're doing. Well, I mean, I don't care. Like, I don't mind the new thing. And now we've moved the story along, and the book is now all updated to the new story, and we've got some uh, you know tweaks to the rules. I'm good with it because I just yeah. have fun with it. Um, not being a person who plays super competitively. As long as the lore stays fun and I can have fun playing with you guys, you know I'm golden. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I'm their prime. Uh, you know, I'm their prime target for you know, guy with expendable cash well, who's easily amused. I believe that's eighty five percent of Warhammer players. Yeah, no kidding. Are, are, are non competitive, non tournament going. Just fans of Warhammer. That's eighty five percent of their customers. I wouldn't I'm say necessarily not willing to tournament going. It's probably a pretty high number, though. It's I'm sure it's but a yeah, huge number. It's got to be a huge percent. Mm-hmm. Um, not, ever, not everybody's, you know, worried about you know right. points efficiency exactly. <laughs> of their army. All right, but so let's jump into this book. Yeah. All right. Um, Blood and zeal. Now it's starting here. Okay, so. You know, things are rough. Things have been rough. Era of the Beast, people are dying. We know that only about one in every ten Dawnbringer Crusades survives. 
Yep. Okay. We know that ninety percent of the people going out to to expand Sigmar civilization don't make it. That's crazy. Seems like a low percentage. Ninety percent don't make it. That's <laughs> you know. I would. Th- I'm hoping that some of them do. Like they escape at least to bring new news to Sigmar. But it seems like there's so much of that. So now. This is, and it says here, Don Bringer's book one chronicles the next chapter in the ongoing tale of the Age of Sigmar. Yeah. So the Don, no, there's, there's, there's no doubt, right? Yeah. That's I mean, it's dropping is. it right here in the beginning, you know, and it, and it's giving you the the it gives you a nice one page. This is what the Dawnbringer Crusades are all about. Even if you haven't been following along and you're not certain what it is, you know, these guys are going out trying to get a place, and it's as it's becoming bad. What gets really great is in Hammerhall, they've got plans in motion to pull this colossal Dawnbringer crusade. And it says here, and to make a statement of warlike intent that will echo across the realms. I like that. Yeah, it's more like an an army campaign instead of like some colonizers. Right. No, this is now now they're moving. they're, They're mobilizing the armed forces of this city Yeah, to go out into the Axian wastes basically yeah and they're That's, but they're that, it's great though like they're pushing this whole idea that you know we, we're going out there we're losing 90 percent. we just so we need to send out a, we, we're going to send out something so big and colossal yeah we dare you to try and stop this and if that yeah, works I get, that's I get, the I new the, plan yeah i, so I, I get, love it I, I get the feeling that they're, they're that they're tired of it they're tired of yeah. losing 90 percent of the expedition is like you know what we're gonna we're gonna take care of this we're gonna we're going to do this one right. We're going to go out there. And we're going to make a statement. It is. And, but with this happening, you see that as it starts, we've got Akshi and Gairan is where we're going to focus, which I'm so sad we're not going over to Ulgu. But I will hold, I I will hold my complaints and hope that shows up in a later book. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're targeting Hammerhole. With pl- yep. a plague of despair, it's actually a. It's a. It, well, if you remember, if you read, what was it Plague Garden, the one that Alex was mm-hmm. here, and we did that whole where he goes into the Garden of Nurgle to go through this to go get their friend back. Yep. And it's not just physical malady; it's mental. Right. Depression. It's despair. Yeah. Right. And it's so despair, th- yeah. they're hitting them with this thing. So Nurgle, we're talking Nurgle. Oh, yeah. is Coming up with this plan to demoralize. The cities of Sigmar, basically. Yeah, and we've got attackers outside the city. We got attackers under the city. It's mm-hmm. just getting bad. Like it's yeah. really rough. And so we get into this, and so it begins in the temple of Sigmar the Enkindler. And some people have defaced this mural of Sigmar, and it looks like a three-eyed giant wrapped in black flame. But I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, and if you start looking at the picture, okay, three eyes, you got the Nurgle thing, yeah, yeah. you got the Harbingers, it's all, it's all right here, right in this beginning little paragraph, and it's the Shutterblight played. It reminds you of the Pax from Serenity. Mm. Did you remember the movies? Did you see, did you ever watch yeah, Firefly? Yep, yep. Remember the Pax? It made people so docile. And now, this yeah. is different. It makes them sort of depressed and not want to do anything. But mm-hmm. they're actually, some of these people sit down and are root, they start to root into the ground. The other people yeah. just kind of sat down and died because they just were too, they, they just wouldn't get up. But it still reminded me of that whole idea hmm. of. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, are you, I'm, they're so depressed, like, no, I'm not going to get out of bed. And eventually, this play, it gets so out of hand that they just 
die. They root to the places. It's crazy. Yeah. The um, shutter blight plague. Yeah. Um, Callus and Tall are 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 fun. Uh, are detectives and witch hunters in mm-hmm. the in the Black Library series. They're called in from Gur. They were on the coast of Tusks. They're coming to Hammerhall Aksha. Okay. Yep. And because they've got there's stuff going on here, and it's getting weird. Nobody quite knows what's going on. They know it's something wrong, but they've got these plans. They are sending out the giant crusade. And nothing is going to stop this from happening. And when you hear stuff like that, nothing's going to stop this from happening when bad things are happening and they're just... (laughs) But, you know, when you see this in the movie, is this like when they won't close the freaking beach in Jaws? Because the mayor's like, you know, all of our tourist money will be gone if we close the beach. There's nothing wrong. It seems like the same thing, right? Yeah, we're doing this no matter what. Yeah, whenever you hear that, you're like, oh, this is probably going to turn into something bad. And so, and it does, I, I like something that's interesting in here. It does point out, it says that Sigmar had began, Sigmar's Tempest had commenced in Akshi and Gairan. You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the Realm Gate Wars started in these two places. Right. And the rhythms of symbolism demanded that his people launch their grandest venture yet here. If it's not strangled in its infancy, that I know is. they got to throw that in there. It's so it's, great yeah. because, like, nope, there's bad stuff a coming. Um, and this, then we get into this part, and they start explaining this. It's raining for weeks in Gairan, but it was right. the good rain. Yeah, I thought this was interesting. This little dichotomy that they set up between Alarial and uh, the life of and, well, and, and, and decay and life. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they're arch enemies, and before you saw it, but now you see the active, her actively blocking and working against Nurgle is fun. Yeah. Because most of the time it's like, oh, look, evil's attacking. Usually, we right, have to fight yeah. it off. Yeah, usually it's the other way around where it's just like, boo, you know, everything's terrible and bad and all this stuff is happening. But this is the kind of the other way a little bit. She is causing this uh, supernatural, like, rain. Yeah. And it's like life-giving rain from Gairan. And it's like where there was rot and filth and disease, this rain just just washes it away. Yep. And, um, you know, causing you know people to become better. If they were sick, they get better. If they were under this shutter blight plague, they get out of it. They emerge from it and they're healed. And it's not making Nurgle happy. Yeah. Oh, no. That way. Yeah. And so this is where he starts bringing in the Shutter Blight Plague. And what's interesting with the Shutter Blight Plague, and we'll get into this in a minute, but it was it's it's never it was never intended for what it's being used here, which yeah. I think is cool. They took something that certain minions of Nurgle had the power to do to very like like as an attack, like on a person. Mm-hmm. You know? It was, a, it, was, docile, it, was a, right? it was a devastating hero power move, you know? Yeah. That puts them into such a depression that they can't do anything. They can't attack. They just fall down to their knees on the battlefield. All is hopeless, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they just nail them with it. And we're going to get into the specifics of that later. But now it's like, no, we got to expand that from being against a person to against everybody. <laughs> and um, this is where you start to get into this interesting... Now we start to get into into Hammerhall. And yeah, they, they sort of go through like some sort of po- like a little political sort of 
it's like things going on. Always the politicians within the screwing yeah. things up. It's always the because. Come on, okay. So we got Lady Nadian Greenspur, the matriarch Gyranus. Yeah, she's like the mayor of Gyranus. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but it's the matriarch Gyranus. So she's she's an important uh, part of the of the politics. She is getting yeah. info that Nurgle is sending this filth rain against it, and she actually calls it the duel of the rains. Right, because part of it is caused by Rodigus. Uh huh. And the other half of it is caused by Alarial. And where these rains meet up, they sort of have a, you know, yeah, they have a con- they have a conflict going on there. And um, this is where you start to see, um, as this rain pours down, the cellars, caverns, warehouses. Deep down, that stuff that came with Nurgle, now those little Nurgle insects are there. And those things the, are so hard yeah. to kill and get the rain rid of. is not the rain is not getting to those deep dark places. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they've still got a problem. And mm-hmm. now she had to call back some of her troops. And because she had to call back some of her troops from some of these Dawnbringer outposts. That's even worse. Now they're condemning they need troops to defend the main city. So now these got these outposts are screwed. Right. And that's like, oh my. Seriously? Yeah. And she's upset about it. Yeah, Underst- so, understandably. But she did it. She had. She's the one who issued the command. It's like this has to happen. I have to protect here first. Now the Stormcast Eternals are trying. Now they're like, well, then we're going out. They're like, this. Right. This is secure. If you're calling those guys back, then we need to go and jump between. So they're running from outpost to outpost, yes. whichever needs, you know, wherever they hear needs help the most, they are managing to save about a third of the outposts they get to. It says for everyone they get to... Yeah, uh, two fell. Yeah. Two fell. And you're like, oh, no. And so this is this is going bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get into Northern Verdia. <laughs> yeah. Northern Verdia, there's no plague rain. There's no... Tar rain. There's no. There's a lot of half-eaten bodies, right? And no, no. In fact, there are no whole bodies. There are body parts and right. bodies that have been partially devoured. Okay, lots, lots of lots of defeated Nurgle troops are around. I was like, what's going on here? Lots of writings on the walls in blood. <laughs> Uh, thanking noble Sir Jerrion and proclaiming its allegiance to the Summer King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's all sorts of wild footprints leading away from this place. And now everyone's like, wait, what? What? What is this? And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is getting good. All right? <laughs> so it's not just more Nurgle against Alarial, which I'm glad because, you know, I know she <laughs> she sort of caused the era of the beast. She even said to Teclas, you know, doing this, you, I, I did what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You don't realize what's going to happen, and of course they didn't. Um, I just didn't want it to just be the continuation of just them. So we get to the next section, uh, Harbinger's Ride. Yep. Okay. So the Varengard get involved here, and you don't see yeah. that happening too often because they're right. often off riding with... I like seeing them doing stuff, like... They're not all riding with him. That's the whole point is he sends them out to do stuff. So seeing well, remember them. The, and then there's like the renegade Varen guard too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you have traitor guard in from the bad guys? 
So is uh, <laughs> they just <laughs> they're just breaking off splitters. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. So they want the shutter blight in this grand scale, requiring extensive ritual and sacrifice. Okay. This is this is it's never gone on a scale like this. So there's tons of ritual, tons of sacrifices happening to do this. But once again, the Varengard, they you know, nobody else could really ask for this. Anybody else they would have told you're crazy, you can't have it. But nobody's saying no to Archeon's personal guys, right? Right. That's right. Yep. So basically they have this plans for the Everspring swath and that's you know it's always easy to get nurgle's children to go after Illyrial. yeah it's not a hard sell for them so when the varengard came up and said hey we want to go attack Illyrial, you know the one who's constantly messing up your plans they said yay let's do it mm-hmm. um and so this is what they do and it comes in in this form of black rain yeah and it's caught, this is caused by Rodigus. Mm-hmm. He's that he's that special character in like the Nurgle tome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Rodigus is Delia. Yeah, he's the uh, he's another he's a great unclean one, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Um, the thing is, the way these guys work, it's not like normal magic. It doesn't work that way, and it's really interesting. But they have to come in, and there has to be seven omens. And they once they've delivered their seven omens, like it, you, you have to lay out all the steps. Otherwise, the magic doesn't work that way because it's not necessarily just magic. These guys are channeling Nurgle's will through these rituals. That's why it's so powerful and so able to do it because they're tapping straight into the source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool, if you're asking me, just on, on my opinions. Yeah. Um. So now we've got the Harbingers, right? Mm-hmm. These, these sort of mysterious Nurgle characters that sort of arrive in these Nurgle camps, right? Right. The and sh- they're bringing, yeah. They're bringing the Shutter Blight. Mm-hmm. So th- th- they're not always welcomed either by Nurgle, too. Those <laughs> by guys the, are afraid Nurgle. of them. Yeah, they don't like them. Because they're, so, they're kind of serious and dour and... You know, and like, you know, a lot of they, they don't have even they don't even appreciate the gallows humor of the of the other Nurgle champions, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, they talk a bunch about how you know Nurgle's guys are they they're pretty cheerful. Mm-hmm. Never these guys. No. Um, the interesting thing you find here, though, is once it's a lot of times you see these rituals and they have to cover certain areas like they have to keep things connected so that they can all keep working and it can keep building on itself and they're finding more of these outposts that have been attacked with people half eaten and calling for surgery now we all know that that's the flesh eater courts right they're worshiping some knight you know and there's half eaten things around (laughs) okay we know what this is um what's interesting is when they go in and do that then the plague the soul blight doesn't get to take hold because there's nobody there to affect it and it says these are areas of barren spiritual ground because there is no spiritual magical part of it it's their crazy curse you know yeah they, 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 I, I never really knew how that worked before this book like how the like the like yes the, the process of which people get turned into ghouls 
you know, or, you know, affected by this curse. I never really understood that. They kind of like, they lay it all out here, which is kind of cool. Well, I liked how it was the weak-minded because that seems like if you go back with ghouls, which the original type of ghouls, which would be, they weren't undead. If you remember in the old rules, they were yep. they counted as undead, but right. they technically were they were humans who had sort of devolved into weird, you know, crypt yeah, dwelling like cannibals. cannibals, but not yeah. just cannibals, because the cannibalism is the easy bad, as we all know. Mm-hmm. But they were they but they went around. They tried to be like the undead. Like these yeah, zombies right. didn't even attack them because they just were so like they snapped, their minds went. The weak-minded who just they they, sna- they went along with it because it was easier to go along with it than to than to either be killed or or just uh, accept the horror of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they start to explain it here, and it is a little different. It's a little. It's a lot different. And it's, so they it's get, like, yeah, really they get affected by this curse, and then they start thinking that they're like, you know, these noble creatures who are fighting against the evils of the world. <laughs> well, what's crazy though is cuz before before this before that comes up cuz that the there's I, we skipped ahead just a little bit. Mm. Um they were talking about those barren areas of spiritual ground. Yeah. The more of those that happen, these are areas where the the this whole ritual is not taking effect. So it's putting mm. holes in the tapestry if you will which is causing it to threaten to unravel it. Right. So they actually are fighting against the bad. They are stopping the bad guys. They are doing what in their demented minds they think they're doing, which, first of all, is really amazing. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, it's just so good. And they, get, and they allude to like, like, the, like the soldiers of Sigmar who don't really know is happening they kind of appreciate them they're like this is great these yeah you know, these other allies out here helping us this is wonderful but they, yeah they yeah it's it's well you know the enemy of my enemy but man mm-hmm. it's not wonderful <laughs> um what i really like on here and i think is cool is that before um the harbingers go after this area called further field and they yeah. go there with a plan to set things up to set up this thing so it's like uh, it's the type of place that the, that this whatever's causing this to happen because they don't know they want to draw it out. I figure further field must be a a Dawnbringer Crusade strong point. Yeah, a summer play, the strong point of further field. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it hadn't happened yet, so he goes over there to bring it over there to get it going, and they see it's it's the it's this crazy flesh eater court something. And mm-hmm. the plague, this is what okay, this is part of what you were talking about. The madness that has been passed off from Urushan. Yeah. That has affected them so much that the depression the the mental illness brought about by the soul by the shutter blight doesn't come close to the right. mental illness <laughs> that they're suffering. Yeah. So it does nothing to them. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Like as a storyline goes, it's like, no, 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 no. You can't shoot these people with the crazy laser. The, these right. people, these people, they grab the car- crazy laser and they're using that laser to clean the, the, the grip from between <laughs> their teeth. Like that's not even affecting them. I like the part where it kind of just like when they really first approached them, like the maggotkin troops, like they thought that these uh, these other army was like a regal army, like men at arms flanked by imposing champions led by an ornamented figure who carried a great rod of office. Then they got a little closer and they're like, 
Uh oh. <laughs> These this, are actually what is this exactly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and so then you get the it's it's full goth. I think it's full goth. Yeah, full goth. Yeah, that's the guy from from the Nurgle. That's the Harbinger. Mm. That's his name. Yeah, yep. he has heard about this. But it was he was like this cannot possibly be the Sergerian that yeah. everybody the the all the stories of noble that cannot be him, <laughs> but it was it is yeah um he's the summer king's yeah emissary emissary and the summer king that was who they, that's Nurgle isn't it I mean not Nurgle I mean that's uh, Nagash isn't it I would assume so or somebody because like I, I that. thought in the yeah. FEC book they talked about that he's one of those in like what some of them see him as like that glowing radiant okay thing and I think that's who the summer king is maybe gotcha. he's working directly under his command or maybe he's just interpreting stuff because they're crazy yeah they're just yeah they're just bonkers um so this comes in here and one of the interesting things is they start fighting and he's like, There's they're they're not. This is a joke, right? So he goes in there to kill them because they can't like this isn't working. And the problem is this is why it's it's, it's not just where they go, it's not just like the the the, the their that insanity cannot break theirs, which is mm-hmm. how they're causing these negative spots. This right. is such a weird like how this the way I did not expect to read a book and find out that it was going to be a crazy contest. Because if it was, <laughs> I would have put, is. I would have entered my folks in it. Yeah. They probably would have won it. But this, what this is, this is a crazy off. Yeah, pretty much. I'm trying it's to put in mass depression and mental illness. Yeah, it's like one curse fighting another curse. Yeah, and it can't take yeah. because the curse of the flesh eater courts is stronger than this huge Nurgle curse yeah so so like initially in this battle that that it seems like the maggot can are coming out ahead uh-huh they're kind of like killing the ghouls and they're you know Fulgoth is getting his way and he pulls out his cool sword and unleashes the shutter blight uh curse on these does it ghouls do and you have the part and, marked where it explains yeah how that works read yeah. that if you've got that marked uh it says where it says well uh, no it's not the- from the sword's point emanated a visible wave of anguish, the stuff of broken dreams and shattered hope. It passed through even the largest ghouls, like a scythe. In some cases, their delusion appeared to wither, and the terrible reality of their existence saw many slay themselves in despair. Even Jerrion was not immune. The herald's pallid flesh broke out in weeping black sores as the plague enveloped him. Physical manifestations of whatever doubts lingered beneath his madness. Had Fulgoth possessed a mortal visage, he might have smirked as he twisted his blade, intensifying the Shutterblight's assault and driving the Herald to his knees. So that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, he pulled it, but listen, this is the part, before it actually is, is what I wanted to talk about. Mm. Um, he pulls out this blade, right? Yeah. He's got this blade. Now it says here, um, he unsheathed an unassuming blade. Scab-like rust flaking off into the air. A pit of discontent yawned wide in the stomachs of anyone nearby. So he pulls this out, and it, it's actually the blade is what's radiating the yeah. shutter blight curse. Yep. And yep. That, this is what he does. He points it at someone, and, it just, and, it, it bec- and this is where it gets really interesting. 
Uh, they transmit the Shutter Blight, typically using them to strike down lone champions before the Varengard had commanded the afflictions be stoked to a realm blightening pandemic. So it's usually it's a one person thing that they've bumped. Mm-hmm. Okay, slime dribbled from the brain, and he does the invocation, and this happens. Now, what I think is interesting is normally it debilitates and brings down your guy, right? Here he's using it against this whole group, mm-hmm. and it, he pumps it up to 11 yeah and now his crazy breaks their crazy yes it's working and once that insanity lifts and they see what they really are yeah they're not these noble knights they're these blood crazed maniacs they're so horrified they start killing themselves now Mm -hmm. that's i'm already like whoa (laughs) i know i was like Like, wow that but here's the thing that's not how that weapon is supposed to work like it cripples you with despair and you wind up sometimes but like how it works with them it actually it breaks their curse yeah and it knocks down this this herald guy which we're supposed to be all excited about yeah um but but that's not the end of the story no because the uh little sir jared here starts grabbing all this all through all the He's wearing his, lots of weird bone trinkets. Yeah, his talismans. And he's grabbing them and freaking out about them, and he finally picks one. Yeah. And what does he break it? Yeah, he, yeah, he like crushes it in his fist. Yeah, he cracks the bone open, and from the splintered bone emanated a blinding flash, crimson energy spraying forth as if from a ruptured artery. So penetrating was the etheric surge, even Fulgoth had to shield his eyes, his sword dipping as the Shutter Blight's onslaught sputtered out. And then the visions came. Madness crashed through Fulgoth's rod and mind. So now he basically boosted his yeah. delusion... Yeah, he's being affected by the mordant curse. Yeah, he breaks the shutter blight from the from the thing and puts the curse on this guy. And I'm like, oh my god, that's what? what? How does that even yeah, it's work? It's not just him. It's all it's all it's all it's all the troops around him as well. Yes, and all of a sudden they all it, what gets crazy is the the mass delusion gets strengthened. I, that's the only way I can think to describe it. Mm-hmm. When he grabs that, he is back to being the noble Sergerian. Every ghoul on that field, not only are they back to where they were before Fulgoth did this, but the, the the delusion is stronger and better than ever. Yeah. Like, this is a super booster. Uh, you know, but, but it's also, it's affecting the Nurgle. It's almost turning them into ghouls. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it says that, you know, it says, it seemed then to strangle Nurgle's minions, cutting off their feast of despair, leaving them staggering for an impossible moment. Their God-given endurance faltered. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then all the ghouls, their attacks, they get more vicious and more strong. I mean, it's like the the better the illusion is the more they picture themselves like Bretonians, yeah. The 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 more powerful their actual attacks are getting, which mm-hmm. I think I think that's pretty an interesting way too. It's like whoa, the it's strong. Like, it's almost like their faith, you know. Yeah, I would their love faith to see is propelling them. Love to see some rules for this. We know we've got four different guys that they're talking about in this book, and you've got the four different things you can mm-hmm. pick up. 
Those are four armies. At least two of them haven't had a book this uh, go around, have they? Is there one? Or, is there any left but, that haven't? Flesh Eater Court is the only one, and Cities of Sigmar have not had a book yet. So there, oh, you know, those are coming because of what this is, and we got the Flesh Eater Courts in there. And I'm mm. wondering about the other ones, but I would love to see some rules about this mass delusion strengthening the attacks in the rules. That would be so. Cool. Well, I mean, they, I mean, like it kind of is that in the uh, the uh, the Herald. Yeah, Sergerian. It's basically so, Sergerian's War Scroll. When we get to that, when we get to the, the, there's like four new War Scrolls or five new War Scrolls, I think. But well, there's his, yeah, is, plus his there's, is the there's, best. There's a whole host of new Flesh Eater Quartz ones. Are those those those, those are all new? They're just, but I mean, they're the same models and stuff. It's the they're same just models. Two, okay, but they just the Crypt Wolves, Crypt Flayers, Crypt Horrors. Those all are got new rules. Those are new War Scrolls. Oh, cool. So are those going to be the official War Scrolls, or are they just for this? No, they're the actual changes. Okay, so okay, cool. Good, 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 good. Mm-hmm. Um, so b- because of this, Fulgoth retreats? Yeah. And and b- why does he retreat? Because he's, he's, uh, he's ashamed and upset that he has to retreat, but he has to go not just get away. He has to go warn his the other Harbingers because he's not the only one. Yeah. You know, this is like sort of a class of hero among the Nurgle guys, right? Mm-hmm. He's got to tell them this the the FEC uh uh curse can actually shut down the Shutterblight completely. Yeah. And right there, boom. That's that's enough for me to know like okay, that's crazy. That's nuts right there. I think, I think that was cool. I wasn't expecting that no. twist. It was really neat. Not a bit. Not a bit at all. And so that's why I was sitting there going, okay, this is really cool. I'm loving mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um. So then we get the next section is the Marrow Scroll Harrows. And this, the, the Heralds, thing. yeah. Yep. This is where they explain how the Aberrant Curse. Or, this is the best explanation of it. I'm not going through all of it, because you'd have to read the whole darn page to you because there's a bunch of it. But basically, it's still, um, you know, that... that, uh, It's a vampiric curse. Yeah. Now, it came from, what's his name? Uh, Ashoran. Ashoran. I always say his name. Ashoran, right. Do you remember they they were like the Strigoi, right? That was like the... Yeah. Those were the vampires from the world that was... The Strigoi. That was the one. Yeah, that was the one group that sort of devolved into the the hideous mm-hmm. Nosferatu looking ones. Yeah, and yeah, he couldn't deal with the monstrousness of what he became, so he just refused to accept it, and yeah. it, it kind of went down to all of his children. Yeah, well, Nagash brought him back. Yeah, from the world that was, but we just don't know what happened to him. No. He's he's like one of those Space Marine Legions. Something went bad, <laughs> yeah. and now we just we don't yeah. talk about him. Yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. So um but it's 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 really interesting. And now you've get these in, now what you told about is you've got Marrow Marrow Scroll Heralds. And Herald. they're marrow scrolls because they're bones. It's the marrow inside where it, that's got this thing that starts to lose now. Right. So that's that thing that he cracked open. To um, yeah, you know, unleash that on Fulgoth. It was a was a marrow scroll. It's part of his ability. He can like turn people into ghouls, basically. <laughs> yeah, um, 
so this is a new sort of terror, okay? Because yeah. not only the weak and feeble-minded break, when he uses that boost, that, okay, normally when they go around, it's the people who are mentally unable, they're not tough enough to handle what they're seeing with FEC, will join them, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually only those who aren't mentally strong that wind up joining them when you use the the super booster when you drink the red potion you know (laughs) um he cracks open these marrow scrolls and they talk about a little bit this gives it such a boost that basically if you're there you just joined congratulations yeah which makes him super super these 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 new heroes are super dangerous uh, because as they're walking through, they're already gra- gathering all the normal flesh eater courts armies to them. But as they go through towns, those they don't kill, they just you know, they are they're only going in there and slaughtering those who refuse to just break. Yeah, they want they want people to join their crusade. They think they're like recruiting people from the countryside to help them fight the evils of the world. And right, actually, if you, if you and, attack and, them back, then you're obviously part of the evils of the world. So. Yeah. Actually, they're using this this ability, and they're just turning people into ghouls and stuff. It's so terrible. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's really bad. Um, but it's also like I said, it's super dangerous. Uh, because even your you know your guys who are mentally tough and seasoned warriors who've seen all sorts of stuff, this goes through, and suddenly they're on this other side of it mm-hmm. and it it's i just think that's really cool it also means that they can turn so many into ghouls that they're gonna never be it's like it's like yeah it, it this sounds like the fec version of a big wah it really feels like that mm. you know see what i'm saying as, as they're just as the more are gathering to them as the delusion yeah. is strengthened their attacks oh, get stronger saying. this yeah. feels like a wah yeah they're just gathering up mm-hmm. their armies as they go, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got, then it goes and talks more about the Harbingers of, of Decay. Um, they're clever. Uh, this is, a, this is, you know, we all, we've all seen Nurgle stuff. Yeah. It, 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 there's, you know, oh, look, they're bringing a plague. Well, really? <laughs> is that what the <laughs> Nurgle people are doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, so you don't expect anything new, and it's like, no, no, no. Nurgle's a god of pestilence, but also a deity of despair. And it says the Harbinger is a conduit of his essence of despair. That's right. why they have to do these seven omens. And they have to do them all before they can go in or it won't work because they have to basically prep the Nurgle garden so that Nurgle, it, it's not just manifesting magic. It's bringing through the actual essence of Nurgle. Um, the Varengard get very upset about this because they're like, oh, come on, we need to keep moving. We have right. stuff. Like, the, no, yeah, these guys I've are only taking gone, their time. I've yeah. only gone through four of the omens. And <laughs> I love that the, the five out of seven of these omens could be completely varied depending on the particular harbinger, the army with him, or the city he's going after. But there's always seven omens, the seven strokes of doom. The first one is always the harbinger. Someone spots him on the horizon. And it's that, okay, by the way, the, the model on the cover, I don't play Nurgle, I'm buying that model, though. 
Yeah, that's like cool. the Nurgle version of a Frank Frazetta poster. Is what it reminds me of. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's there's that, an old, there's an old one, and there's a new one. The old one was cool too, but the new yeah. one is rad. Yeah. And you just picture you're you're some farmer, you're in some city, and you look out, and there's just this weird the harbinger yeah. just on the horizon, just sta- kind of sitting and staring with his sickle, and they're like, "What is that?" And then he goes off, and then suddenly. The five. It could be anything. It could be tolling bells. Uh, your your livestock could start dying. Uh, right. It could be a pl- all sorts of different plagues. But there's five of these terrible things happen. But honestly, mm-hmm. just bells ringing from unknown locations that nobody can locate for all right. day. I mean, that's kind of terrible too. Even if it isn't gross and and nurgly. And then the seventh the seventh omen. one is when they show up to kill you. Basically, yep. they show up with the army. Yeah, but by that time, those things have mentally broken down the 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 general populace, you know, because mm-hmm. the plague has been going through and bringing in this depression, and it right. doesn't so look like you can yeah. win, and nobody thinks they can. Right, just weakening them before the troops get there. Which is, like I said, this is the thing that in the first. This is the first half of the story. Because we've yeah. still got another other part happening. Because while all this is going on around Hammerhall, there's something else going on inside Hammerhall, which is almost worse. <laughs> um, but what's so cool about this, what I love is this is drawing the Flesh Eater Courts to them. Because as they break down these people's mental capacity... Mm-hmm. The Harb- the Marrow Scroll Heralds pick up on that. They They're sensing that and they're going over there and now they're overwhelming and just taking them all. Yeah. Like Nurgle is making easy pickings for the the heralds, the Marrow Scroll heralds. So yeah, they're, it, they're it's, so it's so demoralized by the time these guys get there. They're like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think that a battle being fought in this weird sort of this is not your normal fighting that's happening here. Uh, it, it's 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 psychological warfare from two of the weirdest sources you could think of. Um, I just I love it. I just absolutely love it. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, and then it sort of wraps up. Fulgoth's retreat cracks the hold of the Shutter Blight, and the FEC go wild everywhere. If you're in this area, if you're anywhere near this, you they start uh, they're attacking Nurgle. Um, they're attacking Nurgle everywhere because now that. Now that he now that Fulgoth openly went after their herald, they've lost it. Especially once he cracked open that scroll. Yeah, so it's the Marrow Scroll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this gives the Hallowed Knights time to rescue more outposts. And Alariel's reign is cleansing the rest of what's left of the Shutter Blight. So they're actually yeah, they're helping immensely. Yeah, they are shutting down the Shutter Blight. I'm like, I'm reading this. I'm like. They did it. They broke. They broke the big rich. Like they broke the like. This is book one, and we're only we're not we're we're two thirds of the way through the lore. Like, yeah. what else is going to happen? Um. Now, some of the harbingers and Shyish are using the dead bodies to raise them and and put plague in them, and so they're raising up as like Nurgle plaguey demons through the dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some story seeds right there, because that's some stuff I wasn't that's expecting a, that's, and thinking yeah, about. That's a new thing. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Um, okay. So, 
the Mirror Scroll heroes are mostly fighting in Gyran. Uh, many went to the realm of light. Yeah. And well, they've always had that. They always alluded to that that sort of that ghoul kingdom in like the mountains in, in Metrica, right? Well, the, yeah, because they went out and they were fighting. Remember yeah. when when uh, when Nagash's forces came? Yeah, they got they're... stuck because they these this flesh eater court's army started coming after them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're even affecting the elves with depression and stuff. Um, yeah, it even got to some of that. It got to the uh, to the Osiric Bone Reapers in the realm. It got to mm-hmm. those guys. Um, it was just it was really. Uh, I mean, they're just they're crunching through. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy now where it gets, uh, I think, yeah. Cleansing flames. This is where we're going to get into the last part of it. I think we should take a break. Yeah, sure. Then we're going to come back and we're going to wrap up the rest of the lore because yes, the shutter blight has been broken. Yes. The F the, the, the Marrow scroll heralds are causing a lot of trouble and the flesh eater courts seem to be on the rise here. Um, but we still have those other two mm-hmm. box sets that they put out with They're the fire slayers and the fire slayers and grots. We haven't even yeah. mentioned them yet. No, so now we're going to talk about them when we get back. Yeah. I offer you my gratitude for whatever it's worth. Your Hammerhalian contacts know their business. I imagine they'll be passing on this information soon enough, but in the spirit of cooperation, I'll share with you that my suspicions were correct. Conclave representatives are rarely inept, but we both know that they are not immune to vice. One who fills the aqua coffers of guild cronies today may indulge more sinister whims tomorrow. Most valuable was the information extracted from disciples of the Burner Cults. They swear blind to be heeding the whim of some holy mouthpiece, which had Callus suspecting the faith. He may well be right. Still, you'll no doubt be pleased to hear that I followed your advice and contacted the Coven of Ash. Mistress Carithia was adamant that there was arcane significant to where the fires ravaging the city were lit the product of callous intellect rather than insanity. I'd say she seemed rather proud of having detected it, as proud as she was at recounting how Pontifex Fente comes to her in secret, inquiring after the provenance of certain prescribed artifacts or fragments of love. We saw what happened in Excelsis when iniquity among society's rulers goes unchecked. I will not have another Ortam Vermeer. Something must be done. Are 
Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. You were summoned to Hammerhall for a single purpose, to investigate the doubt plague spreading through its bowels and deal with those weak-willed reprobates who fall prey to it. With fire, with sword, with finger-bite powder and lead bullets, whatever it takes to corral this latest abomination. That is the exact extent of your mandate. Your opinions on any crusading plans currently under revision by the Grand Conclave are neither invited nor welcome. Any belief that there might be members of that august body whose actions work to further the plague airs upon sedition. I understand that you have spent much time in Gur as of late, and perhaps that has stripped you of manners. Allow me, then, to offer a refresher. Your colleagues in the Order of Azir are incessant in attempting to wheedle out any hint of corruption among the elite of the God King's finest city. Should any indiscretion come to light, no Doubt they shall be the first to crow about it from atop the storm rift itself. Let that settle your humors and refocus your attention upon the matter at hand. Whatever the sacrifices demanded of us, Hammerhall will endure this blight. Whether you stand in favor when all is done rests upon your discretion. Brutal, Grand Major Domo of Hammerhall. And we are back. Yo. Okay. Uh, cleansing flames. Not yes. the cleansing waters. Yeah. Of... So this, is, this is Akshi's version of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because we had Hammerhall Gyran, but now we've got Hammerhall Aksha. Mm-hmm. Because they're attacking Hammerhall in general. We've got two cities. We've got two stories. Yeah, connected. So if you don't remember, Ak- uh, Hammerhall is connected across these two realms by the Storm Rift Realm Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so both are suffering because of the Shutter Blight in Gyran. Uh, the plague is concentrated in the industrial zones in Akshi. Yeah. Um, and that actually is making it worse because the rain is coming down in those areas, in the industrial zones, and then all the smoke and stuff belching out of their factories is grabbing up the plague water and the plague stuff, and it's transferring it. It makes it worse by the arcanely corrupted smog. Mm-hmm. Um, what's also interesting is that they've got these guys sort of leading, these captains of industry, who it's raining there, and... Um, some of them are trying to 
give warnings and do stuff about it, saying, you know, there's something with these rains and this stuff mixing together is bad. Yeah. Uh, the ones who are talking about it are winding up dead. Right. It's you know, kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. Anybody talks about it just winds up secretly dead. And they don't even mention what happened. <laughs> no. They just they just wind up dead, it says, or disappeared. Um, Hammerhall actually didn't have a larial. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that they bring this up here, is that they didn't have a larial to just cascade all of her beautiful rushing water and cleanse the place. They just had to deal with the depression and move on, and they had to do something about it. And it's like... It's interesting. Uh, you see all this talk about the the the, the using it, the the mental, uh, you wearing them down mentally is the mm-hmm. whole theme in this beginning. Yeah. Then you get here, and it basically says they just had to push harder. Right. They just buckled down and said, "Well, we're just gonna have to work harder and push through it because we don't have that. So what yeah, else are we gonna just, do?" And the actions dug into their famous blazing zeal. Yep. Cool. The problem, like I said, though, you know. You can't just muscle through dep- depression and spiritual malaise, which is what they're trying to do. And eventually, it's not going to work. Right. Now, let's get to my sort of favorite part here, okay? Oh, yeah, um, to, make, to make things, yeah, so. Yeah. Next part. Now, first, you got Xanta Floria. Uh, she's one of these people in one of the um, the conclave here. Uh, she is certain that we can stop what's happening. Um, what is it? The Tempest, the Archmage Collegium. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. By lighting specifically ministered fires that would burn away spiritual corruption. So the exact opposite of what Alarial's doing. Alarial's <laughs> yeah. washing it away. In Akshi, we're going to burn it away. Right. You know? Typ- typical Akshian Makes attitude sense. towards it, yeah. It was, you know, uniquely Akshian, if merciless, in its execution. Um she knows nobody's going to follow them because you can't just burn things out. But she's like, I bet you if they see that it works, they'll do it. So she yeah. just starts it and starts burning stuff to yeah. cleanse this. Um, it gets out of hand. The, some of the fires get out of control. And of course, and of course <laughs> these fires are in like the worst parts of the city. Oh, of course they are. Because you know, because burn out the poor and the overly infested areas. You know, just get <laughs> yeah. rid of them. Yeah. So we're going to clean out all the things that are making everything evil. The problem is, fires start to get out of control. Once right. it starts to get out of hand, people can't do it, and that's when the more awful of the citizens, especially some of the more powerful citizens, decide this is a good time to just go and burn my uh, m- uh, my rival's stuff and blame <laughs> yeah. it on this. Right. Um, God, you know, humans are the worst. <laughs> well, they even give like, the, a nickname to the people who were affected by the shutter blight plague. They call them the shutterers. Yes. You know, well, and, oh, you're, you're the weaklings who succumb to this. Well, if you read, so we just but if you read what happens, like, right. it, it like they literally do get shaky. Like the depression gets oh, yeah. to them where they get shaky. That's where they call right. them the shudderers. Yeah, uh, it's still it's terrible. It's awful. Um, and so then we got Fury coming in. Fury, the Grimbaraski. Yeah, he is a Grimhold exile. Right. Why? Because. Their, their, 
fjord uh or whatever what, what do you call the what do you call the um fire slayers holds the magma holds is magma that holds called? yeah 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 so they're like the last survivors yeah it was their of their hold completely their- overrun by the skaven mm-hmm. and for some reason he's like he's got to stay alive and settle this grudge he doesn't stay till the death. He's going. Uh, he for some reason he knows he's got to go to Hammerhall, and so on the way he meets up with other fire slayers who their holds had been destroyed by a sudden Skaven attack. Mm-hmm. And then he's traveling on, and so those guys join him. Right, we're going to go here and talk to our allies here and see what could be done because something's not right. Right, they got they got to warn the people. Hammer Hall. And on the way, they meet more who've been attacked by Skaven. Several Fire Slayer holds have been sacked and been trashed. And now he's, so he has become somehow this de facto leader of all these disparate groups. But he's like, there's something really wrong here. Yeah. And he wants to go and he wants to talk to the council. Uh, and the council's basically a bunch of jackholes. <laughs> Well, they're just so involved in their own politics. They don't have time I or know. will to listen to anybody else. But he's like, guys, this is important, and it's going to affect you. And they're like, ah, we doubt it. Mm-hmm. They don't even listen. They don't even listen. They tell them they could stay here, but they basically sort of, like, they don't They don't even allow them to come in and, and, and present. They're like, we don't have time for your presentation. But you can stay here, and they make them wait. They're like, we'll talk to you when we have time. Yeah, and they're like, there is no time, and they wait. They kept them waiting for days, right? Like, and 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 a lot of the fire slayers. I mean, this is not something you do to them. They were getting, they were getting upset. Yeah, they wanted to leave. Yeah, except he, he except what's his name? Uh, he he uh, he's like, no, we 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 have an alliance with these people. We have to stay. We have to make sure we warn them. We have to make sure this happens. Um, and. Then we get to this, I like this, um, while they're waiting, we get to the subterranean menace. Now they're going to tell us what's happening. I do like they say it's uh, Sigmar's people were the were in some weird cosmic sense. It was a danger engendered in part by Sigmar's folk themselves. Uh, in Galat, in the realm of Beast, the wizard Tharnadine had led a contingent of Dawnbringers underground to establish yeah. strong points around subterranean magical nexuses. Didn't know about this. Apparently, this has been going on, just not something we knew about. Well, yeah, they've been so they've been making these settlements underground just to get a you know it's a little safer, uh, especially in Akshi where it's really hot. Oh, so it's not just safer. Like, that's where the that's where those magical nexuses are. They ha- yeah right. Which surprised me. Like, oh, they're underground? And it's like, well, duh. They already told us they got them at the bottom of the ocean and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. One of them is inside the mouth of one of those t- beasts on, on and Gur, isn't it? Uh, I think Wasn't so. Wasn't it inside the mouth that giant worm? It's a giant worm, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're in the well, weirdest places. Why would it surprise me they're underground? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? So they, had, they, they, they basically they got in there. And it's 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 a it's a big benefit, but the it's also dangerous. Yeah, because there's a lot of evil it's, things that live under the ground in the mortal realms. They basically really ticked off the Skaven and the Grots. Mm-hmm. 
And it was one group of Grats in particular that they really kind of set off. And even though this, it says that the, you know the Skaven are the ones who drove them out of their their holds, mm-hmm. you read here it's like yeah, some of the Skaven were bad, but it's mostly the Grats were really the worst of them. And I'm wondering if the Grats sort of wore them down a bit because you got the rabble rouses here. Yeah, you know, so this is a new thing. Yeah, this is a new group. Braggett, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Braggett is uh, head of the rabble rouses. Mm-hmm. And just talking smack about all the things he's done and all the things he's going to do. And people are following him, you know, because he did seem to be able to get those trolls to follow them or this Trogoths, you know. Uh, they don't all believe him, but his voice does get really, really loud. <laughs> You know, and he was getting stuff done, so people just kept joining. When they went there, that's what happened. You, you know, when if you went with him to a fight, they were winning. So yeah. as much that, smack as he talked, as much as little as they liked him, if he's winning, they're going with him. That's what goblins or grots. That's what they kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, and then what gets interesting is when they get to Grefa. or Grefa, It's a yeah, subterranean it's a, city of glass blowers. Right. It's this underground. Strong point in Akshi. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, the fires offended the Grots and Trog's eyes, and they basically destroyed this place. <laughs> um, but what's happened, and it's like I said, there's a, there's a nice little uh, story bit going on as it goes through, but they totally trashed this place, right? And they start to see that Grafa had... Was it, it was it was a human lair, but boy, all these bottles! Yeah. Look at all these bottles, nicely made bottles. Now, this is where another thing where you don't expect this type of warfare to have the type of effect it's going to have. Yeah, that was kind of bizarre, actually. Uh, I didn't realize how much Grotz loved bottles. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> bottles can hold all their crazy potions and their funguses and stuff, and a good piece yeah. of glass will last forever. Um. So they start stealing it all. They're like, oh, these guys got this stuff from... So they start going through their underground tunnels, and they're looking for where this stuff came from. Because now they want the bottles. So they follow it far enough, and they end up into the catacombs beneath Hammerhall, actually. Yeah. And (laughs) they're right under the glass factory, the big glass foundry in Hammerhall, actually. Now... (laughs) turns out that these particular bottles that they were coming for yeah. are bottles made to hold aqua gyranus, which is currency. It's weighed out by the drop, right? We right. all know this, right? Yeah. They go in there to steal the bottles. They meet human resistance. Plus, it's grots and trogoths, right? And 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 squigs. Big, big trogoths, according to the, the, what they call them in here. Huge trogoths and squigs. So yeah. stuff's going to be trashed, right? Mm-hmm. They trash the place. They're breaking some of the bottles. They kill all the people making the bottles. But because these are for Aqua Gyranus, um, first of all, they damage the furnaces and the kilns. And so fire, the place starts burning down. And fire starts getting out of control yeah. in this area. Not the fancy magical purging fire. This is just straight fire fire. Stormcast are mostly gone. Because, of course, they're out protecting all the other settlements that are under attack now. The free guild who are here waiting for the reinforcements that they sent for, 
which some of them are there, but not all of them, they can't contain it, right? Right. But this is bad. Now, what I love about this is <laughs> the Aqua Gyranus. Apparently, these bottles are like you have to be a master crafter and have some basic, almost magical skills because these bottles are used to house currency, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, they killed all the guys working there. And they broke a lot of the bottles and stole a lot of the bottles. And they smashed the factory. So first, the factory has to be rebuilt. Then they got to find people who can do it because the guys who were doing it are all now dead. This is a huge blow to the economy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is a huge blow to their economy. Without those bottles, they can't bottle. This This is messing things up for them really bad. The Grotz did not... Intend, intend this? Yeah, it's just. Yeah, this sheer. is like the worst thing that they could have done. It's like green skin luck, you know. Absolutely, hundred percent. So now they're like, the free guild can't contain it because the free guild is trying to stop all the fires that the other humans started. Remember the purging fires we mentioned five minutes ago, and the people who are now burning down their neighbor's crap because they're mad at them because they can get away with it at this point. Mm-hmm. The free guilds find that, so they go, wait, we got all those fire slayers. Yeah. Let's go yeah. ask them. Yeah, ask them for some help. They send them a letter and said, look, help us with this, and not only will we pay you, but also... You can come and tell us. Ex- we'll, we will. We'll. We will listen to your. Basically, you know, they've been waiting there to go talk to the council. As soon as this is over, you're the first thing that we'll do. You can talk to the council. Now that's just crappy humanness again. <laughs> listen, we didn't want to even listen to you, but we'll listen to you now if you if you help get us out of this bad situation. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, and this is very important, is the dwarves basically go, it's too late. This is literally what we were warning you about because we didn't <laughs> want this to happen. And guess what? Now yeah. it's happening. Uh, half the half the fire slayers are like, uh, screw these guys. Let's get out of here. Right. Uh, but, but Fury said no. Yeah. He's not going to abandon them. The Guns and Holtz alliance still stood even if Guns and Holtz was sacked. Yeah. And plus that gives them an excuse to kill Grotz. That's, yep. They got a grudge. They're, oh, yeah. <laughs> this was... It had been the creatures of Gorkamorka that had laid their homes to ruin. This was a matter of grudgment. Yeah. I, I think I've I think we've heard this word once before. Uh, whether we have or we haven't, I don't care. That's a great word, grudgment. Yeah, they used it a lot in the um, in the White Dwarf uh, series that they did. did the right, that's right, I read it. Series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to uh, read those. Oh, I read the book, but that it was it was like a. It was like a short. It was like a, like yeah. a, like a. It was the, the first it, half was short stories, and the last half of the book was a, a novella. No, no, this is in the in White Dwarf. This is in like oh. the last, the last six or seven issues of White Dwarf. They did a Grom Brindle, uh, like series, like a a link. It was like a, a whole story just told oh. within. It's like the the last half of each uh, white or the last. Like five, six pages of White Dwarf. Oh, I haven't read those. I thought you were talking about this, the Grombrindle Chronicles of the Wanderer, which mm-hmm. is, Mm-mm. it's got uh, six, no, no. Short, six short stories and then one that's like almost 200 pages. Yeah, no, this is a uh, a new story. Well, these are new too, but I mean, yeah, no, I get that. So that's, okay, yep. I got I to gotta read awesome. that then. I it's haven't read awesome. that. pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Have not read that yet. 
Um, but so now here we are, mm-hmm. right? And so the Duarden's like, yeah, no, we have a, we have we have a pact with them. Like we have an alliance. We yeah. came here to tell them that we've been sacked to ask for help, and they're getting sacked right now. We have to stand up for them, even though they didn't listen to us. Hopefully, now <laughs> they will. You know, yeah. But so fire slayers are in the the glass factory. They got their grudge with the Grotz. Braggit and Fury face off. Yeah, that's kind of a cool battle. This is a great battle. Um, he sees. Fury and he's looking him right in the eyes as he takes that little sickle blade and, and cuts cuts one of the throats of one of his men. Yeah, um, he's just swinging his his hammers and just knocking everything out of the way. Yeah, squigs, body squigs, squigs, grats, you name it. Um, and then it says uh, his well, Gabapalooza jumps yeah. in. Yeah, they sort of get the better of Fury a little bit. Yes, they do. The Gallapalooza yeah. jumps in and starts throwing magic around, and is all this stuff is happening. Um, he, they couldn't, the the the, the, the Grotz couldn't get him down, but they did enough to mess with him that now he's surrounded by Tragos, mm-hmm. and being surrounded by Tragos, now he's in trouble. Like as they're fighting, he's losing fingers, bits of him are getting cut and broken <laughs> off as he's yeah. fighting. Um, he's, he's dying by death of a thousand cuts, but they're pretty brutal cuts. Yeah. But this he does is like so the, cool. he, he does like the special, like, I guess the thunderclap ability, like the Hulk does. Right. But even before that, like the, oh. the, the runes in him start to go, he basically oh, yeah. starts on fire. Yeah. He's just this glowing avatar. He goes into super cyan form, reaches yeah. out, smashes the heads of the two hammers together. Yeah. And they send out a shockwave that fries everything that's yeah. not a fire slayer. Right. He causes a, it says here, a supernova of elemental flame. Yeah. Kills almost all the grots. Braggit sees it's coming and tries to dive out of the way. It burns all, it burns half of him. Yeah. He's like Two-Face now. <laughs> yeah. And he gets away. Gets away and then... And then Fury, Fury collapses. collapses. Yeah, because that that's that ain't easy. Mm-mm. And he collapsed into unconsciousness, and that's it. Yeah, that's where the story ends. We get a couple pages on the rabble rouses, and it discusses yeah, kind of what, them, kind of what they are, who they are, and then the same thing with the Grimhold exiles, like what they are, who they are, you know, what they do. Yeah, uh, I kind of love the Grimhold exiles, although God, you know, I just don't. This picture. <laughs> they just look like weird fat dwarf babies. They always, the fire slayers always look like this. Yeah. I just, I mean, I okay, here's the thing. The old slayers were naked because they couldn't wear any armor. It wasn't allowed. Right. Grimnir would not allow it. Yeah, because you're going out to fight <laughs> until you're bested to make up for it. Yeah. Having armor shows you're yeah. not, you are not dedicated to... To you're not serious, killed. You're not serious yeah, about right. dying when you armor up. I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. but I mean, they also wore clothes. Gotrek wore clothes. Yes, he did. Other slayers wore clothes. The nakedness is not necessary. Now, yes, it's hot and fiery, and you don't want to burn. But are you telling me that they got fireproof thongs and they can't turn that into <laughs> regular clothes? Come on, now. Plus, that that's a weird mohawk. I don't know. It's just they. I don't know. They look so weird to me. Yeah. 
I'm just, and I'm not complaining about them in general. Uh, if I'm going to complain about Fire Slayers, I'm going to complain about a lack of variety of, of units and not yeah, about and, just and, that. Yep. Um, but that's. And there's, yeah, there's another page of a little epilogue. Yeah. Mm. It's a bit of story here. Let it, you know, and uh, you, you can read that as well. Do you want to give it mm. a quick. Do you want to give it a. a just do you, you got to give it a quick recap before we move on? Uh, I mean, the first one is kind of like, you know, about. Uh, about Nadian Greenspur and having her, you know, last sort of, I guess, it's hard. I, yeah, I mean, she's just kind of like going on about. She's telling them to wait and be patient. Yeah. That, that, yeah. But, but she's, she's on, she's on the Gyran side. So right. that's done pretty well, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, the cleansing flame and are the cleansing waters and all that. And the, I mean, if I got to wipe out the play with water or fire, I'm picking water. You know, they <laughs> yeah. can be, you know, half of uh, Hammerhall actually seems to have burned or not, maybe not half, but like a, a big portions, an big important portion portions yeah. right. burned. Yeah. Ugh. And then like, yeah, the next part is how they pull Fury out of the wreckage and, you know, and how, you know, they're, they're not giving up. These no. Guys. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll be back. This, that story's not over. Mm hmm. But what a crazy 28 pages or 30 pages of stories here and pictures. We Okay, we start off with the Nurgle and, and Flesh Eater Courts thing, which just kind of ends like, oh, we beat them. You beat them? Uh, yeah. With the well, help they, of Alarial. They, they delayed them. They delayed them enough for Alarial to come in there and wipe and wash it out. And they did, though. The uh, the, the, the Harbinger, the not the Harbinger, the um, Marrow Scroll guys. I mean, they did. They created pockets where the spell were. They 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 broke the spell. Mm-hmm. Alarial's reign just cleaned up the mess afterwards. Yeah. I, w- I would assume there's going to be some sort of repercussions from that. You think? You know, with the flesh eater courts and the and the uh, the Dawnbringers. And here's and here's something I want to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, Fury got booted out of his his hold by the Skaven. Yeah. Right, that's what he said. And then, as he's going, these other guys have these other have been booted out by the Skaven. We haven't seen any Skaven. No, we haven't heard about them yet. <laughs> okay, so it, I'm just I, I that 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 didn't go unnoticed. Wait, th- what are they doing then? Why? Mm-hmm. What are they doing that that we're not even getting that story? Like that's <laughs> this. Oh yeah, Skaven drove the dwarves out of their hold. Really, the dwarven out of their hold. Um, and we didn't get us. We didn't get that story because those are usually really good stories. If that's <laughs> not worth mentioning, yeah, then something big is going on, right? I mean, yeah. I'm just waiting to see what else happens. Who else are they going to drag into this? Mm-hmm. I'm just excited. I'm guessing there's going to be some, you know, some some dispossessed action coming up. Some cities of Sigmar. Oh yeah, action coming up. Some there's going to be some stormcast stuff. Well, coming. and it's well, it's Dawnbringers, yeah, right. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be the core of it, right? Yeah, you know. So they've got to be in. I just I can't wait to see where this is going. Plus, I, I I don't know I I don't know how you feel about it. We've never talked about it. I know how I feel about it, and I've heard from a few other of my friends. It's like the Kragnos thing was a weird thing for me. 
Like I, I don't dislike it. Nobody likes to seem to seems to like to play against him. It seems like you brought out a guy who's absolutely. It's like, oh look, now we have this completely indestructible thing that can you can use any of your. It it seemed like a weird shore up of destruction for me. Like yeah. he's so super powerful that you could put him, but it's just it was it doesn't seem as fun. The Soul Wars seemed more fun. They were cool, you know. I mean the the incarnate of fire yeah, or whatever of well, you know, yeah the, the, the Gurish the the. Nobody incarnate of Gur. That was not my favorite. That was, and but that's what I'm saying. Kragnos and this, the whole third mm-hmm. edition storyline. Like it was fun to play those games. I liked playing these games in Gur. You know, and yeah. I liked, yeah. and I liked all the little stuff with the veterans and that. Stuff, I liked. I really liked. I really liked the last General's Handbook with the Galician yeah, I champions. Liked, I liked all of that. It was fun. Yeah, but. Yeah. The actual story, the stuff that was mm. centered around, which was Kragnos and that that part, I didn't. The great, care. like the great stomp and all that stuff. Yeah, and, it just yeah. you created a character that you basically had to make disappear. You yeah, had to teleport him out of there because you created something that's unstoppable. And it's like, well, yeah. that's if it's absolutely unstoppable, then it's it, there's no fun. It's like with Archeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Whenever you see the stories, when Archeon shows up, everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yep. just like uh, I don't. Eh, uh. <laughs> it, <laughs> well, that's why. That's why they they say he's like, he's like trying. He's doing too much at once. He's never quite in the right spot, you know. Thank because you have to. Because if you don't yeah. do that, if you don't make it too much for one to handle like that, then any. T- I mean, seriously, anytime he has shown up, remember the Realm Gate Wars. He showed up, and major characters got their souls sucked up into his. Into Dorger and his sword. <laughs> yeah, I mean, entire entire you know companies are just wiped out. It's like, yeah, when the and, gash gets sent back to the underworld again from yeah, like Archeon. Yeah, like I mean, it took Teclas and those fifteen light cannons and an entire army and a plan and a Larry. <laughs> and yeah, and he had. I mean, he had to bamboozle him too. He pulled a Braveheart here. Uh, look. Uh, what Selenar is that? Is is that the the weird Sphinx yeah. thing? Selenar, yeah. you act like you're leaving, like you're running yeah. away, and then yeah. you get the, like he totally they faked him out, and then <laughs> but not Archeon. Archeon's like, like, look, I am gonna stab you in the face, Nagash, and he does, and then Nagash yeah, does, is yeah. gone. Yeah, it's why it's it's the one thing I don't like about him is yeah. he's too boogeyman. Like that guy's that's just crazy. Yeah, it's like in the game when you have Kragnos on the field, it's like your your army can either deal with Kragnos easily or he kind of just pounds on you. Yeah. And it's even just, if I mean it's 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 really hard to deal with him easily mm-hmm. even. I mean there are things you can do if you're yeah. prepping for it but it, it, yes. it I don't know. Yeah, you just shoot him. All right. <laughs> so lot. now it's now let's let's talk some some rules. Mm-hmm. Shall we? Uh these are all regiments of renown. You can include a regiment around in your army even if its points value exceeds the amount you're allowed for allies. So if you want to bring this in and if you go to the back, um there's a new hero for each there's a hero for each of these four yeah. regiments. And this this isn't our first Right. Look at a regiment of renown. They did those four other ones too, right? But I'm saying in the, in the end, mm-hmm. you could because it says you can take it in your army as the entire thing as an ally. Uh, but the, the heroes are listed also as a separate because there's only two entries for points and stuff for each right. of these. It's the hero alone or the entire regiment of renown. Yeah. Uh, because some people are just going to want to include a he- this hero in their army. They're not going to mm-hmm. want a whole regiment of renown. Right. Um, right. right. And so we're going to go through this. So Grimhold Exile is the first guy. 
Yeah. Oh, let's flip forward. I gotta go past the path to glory stuff. Okay. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. There's, there is no pitched battle rules in this. No. It is all path to glory. Yeah. Um. Which in, it's, which is cool. Like I wasn't expecting that. I thought there would be more. I mean, obviously they got the points if you want to include them in your army in the back, but there's not much here that is geared toward that. I mean, literally, they explain the Path to Glory rules, and then everything after it is geared towards Path to Glory. There's, mm-hmm. I th- what is it, five or six uh, battle plans to play out the story we just talked about. Yes. Um, and that, I, I, you know, and you can, I just, we, we need to do Path to Glory. We need to do Path to Glory. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, can, <laughs> I know I say it all the time. I just, I want, this is how I like to play. This is what's yeah. going to get me to play. Yeah, I just play to do this. I just, I just Harrison will play if we through, start off just, with a smaller, yeah. a smaller played, starting army. I just played through a narrative little campaign with a friend of mine, and then I'm like, we're on like our third battle of another one with another yeah friend of mine. So they are fun. Like narrative gaming is like it's a nice break from match play. Yeah, but you got all these battle plans. They're all connected, um, and I don't think we're going to have time today. I don't think we are. Um, but I think we're going to either do when we have when when we have a, any sort of a lull in reading and doing all this book coverage. Yeah. Um, we want to do a hobby episode, and I think the, the next one we're going to do is we'll do we'll we'll spend extra time on the hobby. But then I think we should go through the Path to Glory rules because yeah, that'd be cool. They've gotten okay. The original Path to Glory rules not so sweet. Mm. Uh, these though, as I'm reading through, I'm like, this is great. This is basically Mighty Empires but fixed up and simplified for Age of Sigmar. And yeah. I only say simplified because I've I when we were running Mighty Empires campaigns, uh, you know, there's so many different stats and so many different things you could do in in Warhammer Fantasy mm-hmm. that I remember we had a D66 chart for that. Like we had worked this whole thing up. That my last campaign that I ran cuz I ran 3 Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last one we had, like you could, it was it was more like this, where you could level up characters and units. Units yeah. could build and get, and they could level up. Like you could mm-hmm. not just get one bonus, but you could get multiple bonuses on units if they do yeah, certain like things. Plus like, one weapon skill. Or oh yeah, all sorts of stuff. It was like, bananas. Yeah. yeah, I had the best time. If I can, I know in, it's in that paperwork here somewhere. If I ever find it, I will. I will post it. Like I will post it all up if I find it because. I spent weeks coming up with all sorts of nonsense for that old game <laughs> to come up with so that you could roll and get some sort of variety of cool things and keep leveling up and make it into something that was really it was adding a role play element yeah to that. Plus when we ran the campaign at the end of every round we would talk about the battles and then we would get all the little land that was grabbed and the money that was gotten and the things that were spent sure. and the things were bought. So I would always type up a nice. I would always type up a narrative, mm. like somebody had to run the campaign, and so we we, we gave it a name in the story as like yeah. some some sort of guy overseeing just to make you know I don't know what you'd call it someone overseeing the war to make sure no one's committing war crimes that kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Or in other words, a just commissioner or yeah. whatever. So yeah. like in Mighty Empires where you could you could you could do things like you could you call diplomacy mo- you could call specific moves against other players mm-hmm. and when you're running Mighty Empires when you have to put in these commands I want to go after this thing I want to use this much of my money you need yeah. someone to run it so that we made up a character for that who then would send out at the end of every yeah. couple yeah. weeks missives as to what was happening sure some of the most fun I've had in a long time. <laughs> 
I and I would totally think we should do that for this. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, uh, okay. we, I, I, we did one as well around here too. Uh, Mighty Empires. It was, it was so I, good. Like, pa- I like painted up like two copies of Mighty Empires for it. I have two copies of Mighty Empires painted yeah, up for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bananas. That's mm-hmm. funny. All right. Um, should we? You know. Okay, we're not going to get to all the rules for. Uh, Path to Glory. We're just so we're just going to talk these new characters and be done. So we should yeah. actually let's take one last break. Sure, we'll get that done and out of the way, and then when we come back, um, we'll go through the War Scrolls and just kind of talk about some of the new things you can do. Uh, how does it relate to the army, the bigger army, dude? I, <laughs> I don't know. Ask Rob Symes; he will know. I don't. Um, Chris will probably have an opinion, but I don't know. So I will hear what Chris has to say about these units when mm-hmm. we come back. I could just tell you what they do, and he'll tell you if there's stuff that's good that I didn't even realize when we come back. All right. Hanover hides it, but I can tell when he's fuming. Brutar needled him more than I think he expected. He needled me, typical bleeding Azerite, shouting about purity while standing on a mountain of trampled common folk. The Order doesn't have the time or the resources to properly watch every member of the Conclave. It's putting out fires, sometimes literally, across both halves of the city, all while trying to contain this shutter blight. Hanover reckons some of the council can be trusted. Mensch, maybe. Legion, certainly. Perhaps even Dolorius. Can't say I share that particular sentiment, but some of the others. We may need to get creative if we're to keep the soul of Hammerhall pure. Excerpt from the Journal of Armand Callas. There's always something happening at Grognards. That's right, friends. Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. The premier stop for your gaming needs in Northeast Illinois. If you're in the Chicagoland area, if you're in Southeast Wisconsin, if you're anywhere in the area, Grognards is the place for you. They've got board They've got card games. They've got all the models you could ever want for any of your miniature war games. They have so many lines of paints, I can't even keep track of it. They've expanded the store. They have a whole huge gaming area now. There is gaming every night. There is always something going on. I just can't tell you enough about Grognards. Why? Because they're awesome. Because they're fantastic. And because they are the best friendly local gaming store that I know of. So do yourself a favor. Come on down to Grognards in Roselle, Illinois. If you can't get down to Grognards, give them a call. They do mail order. They do shipping. You can get your stuff from them whether you live five minutes away or five hours away because 
Grognards delivers. They deliver the goods. They deliver the fun. They I did not ask everything. The and that's fire. because there is I did not ask always to walk alone from a sack of goods and hold. Grognards. The souls of my ancestors and kin watching me each moment of each day. I did not ask to have every unfulfilled oath press upon my soul like branding irons, burning until the day that I set them right. All this is true, and yet it changes nothing. Did Grimnir whine like some city-bred beardling before marching out to face the mother of salamanders? Nay, said I, he did not. This is the fate that has come unto me, and so I shall bear it. There's nothing else to say. Fury of Guzzenhold. We're back. Yo. Hey, hey. Grimhold Exile. Yep. A Dwarden hero. The Grimhold Exile. That's Fury. Okay, except now you can just have any Grimhold Exile. It doesn't have to be that guy. Yeah. Of course, he's jumping off a rock. because you know. They've got to be jumping off a rock. Uh, Four-inch move, six wounds. You know, four yeah. up. He's got a four-up save. That's okay. nice. Yeah. Uh, he does have a rule. If he's within three inches of another friendly unit that has three or more models, he also has a four-up ward. I like that. That's a... That's a fairly common fire slayer ability. Uh-huh. Right? Uh huh. Now he five attacks, threes by threes, two rend, two damage. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, and he's got two once per battle rules. Now, once so per- they're kind of like following the lore. They're trying to right. Yes. Um. And this is, I mean, it, it, it's follows some of the stuff that happened in the story. But after we just heard of him slamming the hammers together and burning out everything around him, mm-hmm. then you get this rule, last of the lodge fire. In a desperate need, he can draw upon the embers of the Zarakul by striking their hammer faces together, setting a powerful foe ablaze with the flames of Grimnir's wrath. Yeah. Now, remember, he blew up lots of stuff. And yeah. it's never going to be like the story, but it was impressive in the story. Yeah, so he picked an enemy unit within an inch of him. Once per battle. A, yeah, once per battle. And rolled a number of dice equal to the wounds characteristic of that enemy unit. For each four up, that enemy unit suffers a mortal wound. So if I surround him with one wound models or two wound models, then he goes, if he uses this, once per battle, it's one or two dice. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's great against heroes because that's kind of what he was fighting in. It's like a last desperate move and smash yeah. that hero. Uh, you got if you got a wounds characteristic of ten, this could be something. But it's or mega gargant. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, thirty five. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Uh, what what isn't great is is when you read that it, this burns away. Like it doesn't do anything. Like you would think it would actually do some decent amount of damage to a mortal wound. Yeah, a mortal wound, like yeah. this, you know. To if if Reach I got a unit, of, yeah. But I'm saying if it's if it's a unit that only yes. has a couple of wounds, and yeah, you wouldn't use it on them, right? I you guess, would, yeah. But he did. He was surrounded by trolls, and he smashed, and he burned away bunches of things. It just see it. Yeah. When I read this, it was underwhelming. I thought it would be a little yeah. more. Or if you say okay. So you roll for the wounds characteristic for any unit that's you know three models or less or five models or less. You roll the wound characteristic. Yeah. If it's if it's more than that, then you roll for you roll for the number of models or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels like this is 
only good against big guys when it should just crush some small guys. And it's mm-hmm. a once per battle. Right. If it's once per battle, give me a chance to do something good against a bigger <laughs> unit. You know what I'm saying? It's just me yeah. personally. Uh, um, his other one is um, once for battle in hero phase, he can raise a battle cry. A fire slayer units that do not have a mount and are wholly within six inches of him can run in charge. Yep, they're inspired to run in charge. Once per battle, units like within that. six inches can run in charge. And you're going to have units within six inches because that's how he gets his four-up save. He runs right along yeah. with the units. So right. allowing them to run in charge isn't bad, especially because they only move four Move inches. four. Um, it's not bad. I just like I said, no, I like the la- the last of the lodge fire, I was I was not impressed with. Mm. Um, so now the Auric Hearthguard and the Berserkers, those are the same, the same, right? Okay. Yep. So, uh, that, but that's what makes up his his battle box: Auric Hearthguard, uh, Hearthguard Berserkers, and Volkite Berserkers. So, yep, that's his. Now then, we get the Harbinger, Fulgoth Shutterhood, which is one Harbinger. Uh, five blight kings and two blight lords. It's actually yeah. very little. This is a this is a nine model or an eight model box. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got their disgustingly. Oh, let's go through that. Okay, harbinger of decay. This one's pretty cool. He's a little different than his previous iteration. Mm-hmm. A seven wounds with a three up save and an eight inch move. That is not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes with uh, a scythe and a sword, but you can either, if you don't want the scythe, you could take the Toll of Doom Bell. You take the Doom Bell, yeah. I like, uh, I kind of like the scythe. Um, yeah, I'm more of, of that. The like, scythe is, first of all, it looks cool. Second of all, two attacks, threes by threes, two rend, three damage. Yeah. I'll take that. I mean, the, I mean, the Doom Bell, you ring it once per battle. <laughs> In your hero phase, you once ring it per once battle? per battle. Yes. Come on. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why would, if you do so, enemy units within 14 inches, when it rings, are filled with despair until your next hero phase. The following effects apply to a unit filled with despair. Minus one move, and this is, and this is only till your next hero phase. Yeah. Minus one move, minus one run, minus one charge. <laughs> So dumb. Why would I? I mean, uh, now here. Uh, I, mean, I don't know why you, you wouldn't seven give Seven wounds with a three-up save. I'm getting this guy in the battle. Now, he does yeah. now. He does have the sword, two attacks, threes by threes, only one rend, and D3 damage. I could see someone saying, I don't need both weapons. I've got enough. My 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 blight, uh, my other Nurgle stuff will do the damage. I want to bring this guy up. He can defend himself. He can fight where he needs to. But mm-hmm. once per turn, I, I mean, I'm... It, <sighs> If you're fighting against, you know, fire slayers, minus one to the move, the run, and the charge. Well, I guess. I mean, you know, I just—it's just such a it's underwhelming. Just a, yeah, it's very—it's pretty underwhelming. I mean, he's this guy is a priest. Yes. So that's new for well, Nurgle, and he's, and he's got a prayer. You want to go yeah. over that one? Omens of decay. Oh, yeah. This prayer, is actually answer not bad. value three, range fourteen. Pick an enemy unit uh, within range. Subtract the current battle round number from that unit's bravery characteristic to your next hero phase. So in the beginning of the game, it has to build up that that yeah. depression, yeah. that de- that that despair has to build up. So it only right. in the beginning of the battle you only lose one bravery, but by the end you're losing five. Right. That's pretty cool. I mean, bravery only really comes into effect for battle shock, and you can just 
command your point out of it. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah but I mean, you can also put up stuff for. Uh, there's a lot of things that are stopping people from using their command points and stuff yes, like that. Yes, so there is. There is. Um, now there is a shutter blight rule here because he's got the shutter blight at yeah. the start of the combat or battle shock phase. And well, here you how go. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> Pick yeah. an enemy unit within three inches and roll a die on a three up. They cannot issue or receive commands in that phase. Right. So you could. You wait till the beginning of the Battleshock phase and being like, nope, they're not, you're not getting them out of Battleshock. Right, and then you use Omens of Decay on them. And right. They're minus four leadership, and you can't take a Inspired Presence command. And yep. You the Harbinger's pretty cool, but that Doom Bell, it was like, oh, really? Yeah. That's the thing that's one of the Omens, the ringing bell. I was expecting something <laughs> to be cool, and it's like, oh. I thought I was going to be pretty For one turn, it's slow. Like, come on. Yeah. It's uh, a cool model. Though, it's God. a great. It's dude. This I think this is my favorite of all the new ones. Yeah, it just looks so good. Yeah, yeah. and the Blight Kings, Blight Lords are the same. Okay, so Blight Kings, Blight Lords are the same. Um, let's do the. Is, oh, is this the last one? Oh, you know, yeah. what? let's no, let's do the uh, let's do the Rebel Rouses first because I think the biggest change is in because yeah, Rebel Rouses stuff first. is once again everything's the same. I think for Rebel Rouser, he's new, and he's I love new. that model. Yeah, it's cool. I like uh, his helmet. But the Gabapalooza, uh, the Squig Herd, and the Squig Hoppers haven't changed. No. So, but look, a Gabapalooza and just like this is this. If it's all Squigs, I I know in the in the what you know isn't that like the good build the Squig build for the for the. It's one the of them. It's one of the good builds, right? Squig Alanche. Yeah. It just got it just got beat up a little bit in the points ah. and the new and it has. Uh, can we say? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, it just, it just got new points. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll put it that way. But, uh, <laughs> like, if you guys try to picture that in your head, the way they describe it, that is mm-hmm. just utter chaos and destruction. These things are bounding around, hitting, eating whatever they bite, or whatever they can bite, smashing anything. These guys are the guys who broke into the glass factory. Yeah. Squigs and Trogoths, which aren't in, the, in, the, in this uh, little uh, regiment, mm-hmm. although he does use them. But we got Rabble Rouser. What'd you say, you dick? Why did you listen to me? Nah, nah, the rest of you put him down. It's a fair question. Maybe you're new and don't know how things work around here. So listen and listen good. Name's Braggett Big Docker. Cockamocker and the Bad Moon sent me because you lot were all loafing about like a lazy bunch of drugs. And the drugs we've been in the laziest of all until I woke up the biggest and meanest beastie you ever saw. Funny story, that. Anyway, point is, a bunch of humies and their mates come and put their hearts in our caves, and you lot just let them get on with it? Shameful. Shameful, that is. The gods thought so, too. So they gave me the GABA gift and told me to remind you Zorga morons that this year's our time, and that service gifts should be quite good in their boots. Bring it, big talker. For a grot, I mean, he's not bad. He's average in some stuff. Five bravery, five move, five wounds, four up save. He's got five attacks, threes by threes, one rend, D three damage. Not, I mean, this is a decent grot hero. Uh, and then he's got a couple of rules. Uh, once per battle, mushroom stuffed bat squigs. Once per <laughs> yeah. battle in your shooting phase, you can say this unit will deploy its bat squigs. If you do so, pick three different enemy units within 12 inches. Each of them takes D3 mortal wounds. That's not bad. Up to you know three different enemy units and D3 wounds apiece once per battle. Okay, that's not a bad, 
that's not a bad once per battle rule for a hero. Uh, he does have squig skull armor because apparently these guys try to wear giant squig skulls as well. I think that's hysterical. That's something we totally forgot to mention when they discussed the rabble rouser and his group is that rabble rousers guys wear giant squig skulls as helmets and partial armor. And I think that's hysterical too. Yeah. Um, he has a, f- a four up ward while he's more than six more inches than from six enemy inches. In unit. It's, so he's got a four up wards against basically, you know, he's good against shooting. Um, but a four up save and a four up ward for, mm-hmm. for, a for a character. That's, that's not bad. I mean, for a grot character. Well, then his effect on monsters is so good. Yeah, why don't you go through this? This is called Get Going, You Gets, and this is where he talks about, because his little speech is great, too. But yeah. um, so uh, When you pick a friendly monster to move in the moon phase, he said it's goaded until the end of the turn. So when a friendly monster is goaded, it can run and charge. And uh, You could do this for more than one monster, right? Or, mm-hmm. It yeah. says, however, a goaded unit must finish any kind of move except piling moves. Closer to a unit with this ability than it was the start of the move. In addition, each time a goaded unit finishes a move, each friendly unit with this ability within three inches of that unit suffers D6 mortal wounds. Which is not great, but... Well, you you just don't have any friendly units within three inches of your rebel rouser when he does it. Right. Because this is that screaming, booming voice that they talked about that we didn't get into very much. We kind of glanced over that, and I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Rabble Rouse's voice is, like, magically amplified, and Mm -hmm. and it's very screechy and annoying, but it's also booming and loud, and obviously, like, anyone who hears it who's not a grot is like, that's not normal. There's something funny happening with him. Yeah. But it also, it's it's very commanding to these other grots, and it gets the Trogos to listen to him. Right. So I this mean, guy he, would be this guy would be awesome in like a spiders list. Oh yeah. You know, an Arachnorok heavy Cause, list. Because he claims Gorka Morka is the one who ha- gave him this extra voice to do this. Mm-hmm. But okay, while any friendly units are on the battlefield, so Rabble Rouse is on the battlefield. Yep. Okay. When you pick a friendly monster to move, so it can, it does not just one. When you pick a monster to move, it can be goaded. So yeah. if you're moving seven monsters, well, yeah. you wouldn't be, but you know what I mean. Well, if you have like like four spiders yeah. in a big rock right. list, wouldn't be unusual. So when it's going, it can run and charge. However, it must it must, must be closer be. to the enemy than it was at the beginning. Oh no, it has to be closer to Rabble Rouser. Oh, uh, go it has to be closer to a unit enemy. with this ability than it was at the start of the move. Oh yeah, yeah. In addition, each time a go to unit finishes a move, so he's got to be closer. To, so. He'd be off in a certain spot. I don't know how you'd kind of get him somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is pretty cool. Right, there's a the thing. Maybe he doesn't need it. It's like, because it has to end closer to him. So here's the thing that, he, you know, he's on one side of the board. You got some guys here, some guys there. Yeah. But now I can call them and they can run and charge. They got to yeah. end closer to me, but that's fine. If there's an enemy between us, they've just got to end closer to me until the end of that turn. And then at the end of that happens, I just got to make sure there's no one within three inches of me. That's fine. Like, that's that's a pretty cool... Yeah, because there's no ev- range on his ability. No, it's every turn, mm-hmm. too. When you pick a friendly monster to move, it can run and charge. It just has to wind up closer to him at the end of the move. That's great. It's kind of a weird, kind of a weird interaction. That's yeah, cool. it, but I like it. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. Um, and I just, I really like that model. 
I yeah, really like cool. Rabble Rouser. All right. Um, last one to talk about is the uh, Flesh Eater Quartz, guys. Um, yeah. Because as you pointed out to me, because I went through them and everyone else's scrolls were the same. By the time I got down here, I just assumed they were the same. You're like, nope. No, they're different. All these are new. Let's talk about the Herald. I'm not 100% certain about this model. I think I really like it. <laughs> it's it's a little weird, but I think I like it. Um, I guess I just expected him to look a little different, have a little more, like not the giant thing, but more trinkets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, based on the description. He, yeah, he doesn't really have like a scroll case or anything weird. You know what I mean? Right. I mean I'm assuming, all those, see it. I'm assuming yeah. all those bones hanging from his giant bone scythe are, uh, are yeah. mirror scrolls. Yeah, I suppose so. All right, so this guy's got a, t- a 10 bravery. Of course he is. He's undead. Yeah. Um, Six-inch move, five wounds, five up save. Oosh, that's your, there's your undead nonsense. Yeah. Uh, his, his scythe has a 205 attacks, threes by threes, one ren, two damage. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like his rule. We're going to go over his, his, his cool rule in a minute, but before we get to the cool rule, I'll get to the quick one. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, if he is wholly within six inches of five or more other friendly Flesh Eater Court models, yeah. Within six inches of five other models, he is not visible. Yep, that's a, that's a a boon for this guy. That's yeah. cool. So you can't. No, so that means no spells. No, nope. you can't shoot him with spells. You can't shoot him with obviously shooting weapons. Because it, it doesn't matter him. how close you are. You right. could you be in even, combat yeah. with a unit of twenty ghouls, and if he's right there next to the unit, you can't see him. He's right. John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's that's a. I'm like, whoa, that's. Yeah. At first, I read, I'm like, oh, they can't see it if they're more than six inches away. No, wait, now that's not what that says, because at first when I saw it, you can't target, and I see six inches, I'm like, okay, if you're that's no, you can't target him if he's near a unit, and he's gonna be, because you'd be stupid to pull him away. Yeah, I suppose you could pile into him. Yes, but you can't if see him. So yeah, how he, could you he, target him to fight? I mean, can you? Can I fight him if I'm right? If I if yeah. I charge a unit and I'm right there next to him and I can't and he's not visible. If you're, if you're within, if you're, I, I would assume if you're piled into him within uh, weapons range, you can fight him. I mean, if it's not visible, you usually can't be the target of things. Is what I'm saying. I, I, this this I, is my I, question because if, to, that, that sounds close, pretty I powerful. I have to see how close combat works, but I'm pretty sure when. Cl- I want to check that out. I'm, in fact, I yeah. want to I want to look at the uh, general's handbook uh-huh. and see what it has to say about the, the new the new general's handbook. What if there's any rules about being visible? Because it sounds mm. to me like you have to it's, get him alone to kill him. Which what, from what we just read makes sense mm. because when he did that marrow boost and that they were all over on top. They were all remember any time when it looked like the when it looked like the Nurgle guy almost killed him before yeah. he did that. Uh, once they made him retreat, all the flesh eater courts around there, he had, they attacked one of our heralds. They attacked Sir Gerald or whatever they're saying. Sir Jarian, yeah. Yeah, so they're all, they go on the rampage against Nurgle. Hmm. So to no, me, I, this I rules, see, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You've got to, you're not going to get to him if there's things near him. And I'm just wondering if that means that even if you're in base to base, he's not visible. And if he's not visible, how can you attack him? Hmm. That's my thoughts. That's my question, and I hope I'm right. I think that's a really cool rule. I guess I could look at it real quick and see. 
Well, let's go through this because I got We've we've got to we've got to get yeah. through all this. But uh, we can look through that and, and report on that one later. I'm yeah. certain there's. Yeah. Plus, we're gonna have to do a whole episode. We got everything just got FAQ'd, and if it's only points changes, that's fine. We don't have to talk about it. I still have to look mm-hmm. at it. Just dropped this morning, so I didn't get a chance to look at it. Yeah. Uh, the king's entreaty is his last rule, though. Yeah. At the end of the charge phase, pick an enemy unit within three inches, and offer them an infected bone. <laughs> <laughs> If you do so, your opponent must choose whether to accept the infected bone or refuse the infected bone. This is this is the insanity coming in here. Mm-hmm. This is the insanity. If you refuse the bone, the fir- the strike first effect applies to friendly flesh eater court units within three inches of the herald until the end of the following combat phase. So after I charge, and you're going to keep him inside units because you don't want invisible. Right. Hey, you want this bone? No. Okay. So I got strike every unit that's around you because I'm within an inch of you, and these units are right next to me to keep me as my extra armor. They all now have strike first. We're going to crush that unit that I just picked. Uh, Or they can take it. And then they become infected, and this is this is the type of stuff that uh, I was using with the uh, Harrison's Lumineth Realm Lords when I was playing yeah. against the Minnesota guys. And this is the stuff that upsets people to no end. <laughs> I, I cannot see picking this. I would just you'd have to give them strikes first. So yeah, for the rest of the battle, roll two d six before an infected unit issues or receives a command, attempts to cast a spell or chants a prayer. Okay, so hold up here. You're rolling two d six before a unit issues. So if I'm going to issue a command, I got to roll to see if I can issue it. Yeah. Then the unit receiving it, I have to roll to see if they receive it. Mm-hmm. Then I have to roll if I'm going to cast a spell or chant a prayer. So you do this first, and then what happens next? I just want to point out how, I mean, because especially with the commands, I got to roll twice for every command, once for the issue and once for the reception. Uh, if you're issuing it to yourself, I suppose. Like no. you can like like a unit champion could issue a command to his own unit. Like that? Is that kind of what you're talking about? No. Even if I'm issuing it to another unit. I it says roll two D six before an infected unit yeah. issues. Oh, or receives the command. Okay, so yeah, it's just yeah. for that unit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but so this is okay. So the best person to cat to use this on is an enemy hero. Yes. For the rest, okay, but it's for the rest of the battle, and this mm-hmm. is my point. So, if I give this to you now mm-hmm. for the rest of the battle, you can't you can't issue it, you can't receive it. Yeah, I got a little confused. I was thinking about once you go in in your in your next turn, and it says at the end of the charge phase. Yeah. So if there's a bunch of units around, my you charge one, phase, your charge enemy, phase, you pick you pick one enemy unit to offer it to. Yes, at the end of my charge phase, I have one enemy unit. If I'm near another enemy unit, as soon as I can get to another enemy unit. Every charge phase, I can be doing this, and it yeah. lasts for the rest of the game. If I mm-hmm. do this right, I can have four or five units all rolling before they issue commands, before they receive commands. Mm-hmm. If you do issue it to your own unit, do you have to roll twice? That is a good question. I, I mean, I think that's, I mean, that's a question. I would think you have to issue it, and you also receive it? Yeah. I guess. And, and unfortunately, it's a bravery check. <laughs> If it's greater than the unit's bravery, you cannot perform the action. 2d6, that's going to cripple things. This guy is really, that's a, that feel, to me, it feels powerful. It feels Mm. like a crazy ability. It feels, you know, you're rolling. I mean, it's basically shutting down all your prayers. I mean, all your magic and prayers. 
Well, I mean, you still, you still get to make the roll, and it's it's only super useful against uh, heroes because they're affected more like a wizard, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, because they could be affected by all of those things. At least three out of four. Sure, uh, but even, I mean, I'm saying even that, even a lot of those armies, you know, you got a seven or eight bravery. Yeah. yeah. You know. No, no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, it, it's just, yeah, it's. This this is this seems like if and I don't have I'm I'm not playing flesh eater courts currently, mm-hmm. but I feel like I would instantly go out and buy this guy and put him in my <laughs> army. You have him, don't you? I, I can't see a reason not to put him. Don't in you my have army. him? Oh, is this one that? Because okay, Games Workshop was nice enough to let us see these the 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 books beforehand. Yeah. They also sent us the they were nice enough to send us the. Uh, Samples. The the regiments are renowned, and I yeah, obviously you and I I split them with you. I just forgot which ones I kept. Yeah, you have this one. I do have this one. Oh, see, mm-hmm. yeah. If I was playing this, and I probably will, since now I have it, and we can play some <laughs> Path to Glory, I'd absolutely put him in my army, though. Even if I wasn't going to play this entire regiment of renown, like if I didn't mm-hmm. care about the rest of it, I'd play him because you can just play them. Because like I said, in the points list, there's a rule for each of these characters just to adjust the character. Or the hero, or the entire regiment. Yeah, I mean, you could put these guys in your night hunt army. I would just, oh, I would totally put him into a. If yeah, I, but like I said, if you're playing flesh eater courts, I can't see not putting this new character in your in your army. I, that's my yeah. thoughts. Yeah. All right. So, so what about crypt also, ghouls? So they changed crypt ghouls. Um, Two attacks, fours by fours, no rend, one damage. They still got one wound. They still got a six up save. Yeah, let me see if they have. I still have the old one. Ghouls. Ghouls. I got a book here. I gotta have my book here. Here it is. Yeah. So the old one is. Yeah. So I still have the old War Scroll here. They haven't changed it. Well, yet. I, have, I, just, I have the book, the last Fire Slayer books. Or not Fire Slayer, Flesh Eater Court book. Hold on, let me look. Yeah. It yeah. So Boundless Ferocity, old one, was add one to the attacks characteristics, but has twenty or more models. Now it's an unmodified hit rolls of six automatically wounds. If it has 20 or more models, it's unmodified hit rolls of five or six automatically wound. So they kind of gave them the... That sounds like poison. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? That's that's actually kind of cool. I kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, it's good. And then and you're then, not, yeah, adding one of the attack characteristics. Now I'm not adding buckets of dice, but I've got right. that. And they also have royal approval, uh, improved rend characteristic... Um, by one, if it's within nine inches of a courtier or 18 inches of an abhorrent. And it used to be re-roll hit rolls of one for attacks made by this unit was wholly within 18 of friendly abhorrents. Yeah. Um, I, I like the new rules much better. They're getting oh, rid yeah. of all those re-roll. The, the, the re-roll yeah. stuff is, has gone away so much. But getting that getting that rend while you're not near a courtier or an, an uh, abhorrent is is great. Uh, love it. And then they also have Crypt Flayers in here. So Crypt Flayers are... Those are the ones that were part... They were Crypt Ghouls and... Or Crypt Horrors and Crypt... Uh, so so that box used to make Crypt Ghouls. Yes. Or Vargeists. Or Crypt Horrors or Vargeists. It was Vargeists. Crypt Horrors or Vargeists. Right. So now... And now the Crypt Flayer has the Crypt Horrors back and the Vargeists arms. And, well, hey, it has the... And the head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it says the Crypt Horror head and back and Vargas so arms. Now this unit yeah. makes three, now this box makes three units. Yes. 
which is kind of cool. Uh, so these guys got quite a bit better. Um, they now right. have a, and now they have a, a much better shooting attack. Oh yeah, uh, they used to have one attack, and you didn't roll. You just or you didn't uh, use the attack. You rolled two d six. Yeah. And you minus two if it's yeah, it was so far confusing. away. If it's yeah. higher than its bravery, it yeah. takes the number of more. Okay, so yeah, roll two d six, and the difference between that and the unit's bravery is how many uh, mortal, mortal wounds, wounds it takes. Yeah. That's that that's like the banshee scream and stuff like that. It right. always sounds good, and then you never roll high enough to do much. Right. So they changed it. So now it's four attacks, fours, hit fours, wound three, rend two, one damage. Uh, it's fine. It's so much easier. Just yeah, this is fine. Four tag, yeah. Um, and if you have a, a braver character of so six or less, they get plus one to wound on it. Yeah, which is cool. And so then the they have, fours by twos, if their bravery is six or less, that's not bad. Yeah, I like their their next rule. Super cool though. It's this uh, escort courtier or courtier. Yeah, um, they can pick up a friendly flesh eater court's hero with a wounds characters of seven or less that cannot fly, wholly within three inches of this unit. They they fly, and then they bring that guy with them. <laughs> yes, this is great. You just basically, okay, we're going to move, okay? Uh, and they've got a 12-inch move. That hero just dips off the battlefield. You just remove <laughs> the model. Yeah. You move this unit, and then you put that model with them within three inches of them and more than three inches from the enemy. Yeah. They literally just take him with. Yeah. That's great. More uh, than, so, he, so then that guy could charge. Yeah. Because their old rule was if you roll a six to hit, then you yes. do a mortal wound on top of your damage. Yes. Skewering strike, whatever. This is so much. I mean, that's <laughs> great in the attack, but I like this so much more. Yeah, it's, that's it's just, such it's a just, fun it's rule. Just, it's just cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool rule. Um, because it doesn't say anything about that counts for his movement. Right. So, so these guys are kind of like, I was kind of like thinking these are kind of like, like the Pegasus yeah. knights from like the Bretonian would be like, well, but it says that like, they're escorting the courtier. Can, yeah. a courtier. can a courtier normally fly? No. No. Okay. So they're escorting him. So they're taking him as, as a protection, but they're all, he's also riding them. Yeah, he's basically, he's, they're probably like picking him up in their claws and they're just bringing him with, you know, they dump him on the battlefield. Crit, what, really, oh, so it's uh, Flesh Eater Court's hero. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Seven or less, and oh, and cannot fly. Why am I asking if those guys could fly? Because they have to pick someone who yeah. can't. So, so it is. It's so like a Pegasus rider. You're right. Yeah. Except he's got the whole the whole unit like flying and taking him and bringing him there. Yeah. And they can do that any turn. Mm-hmm. So if you have some slow foot slogger that that gives a good bonus to your crip players, right? You know that's great. It's pretty fun. You could, in fact, what you could. You could bring the marrow scroll. You could bring the herald, herald with you, and nobody yes. could target him, right? Because you just make you just have to make sure you have enough models in that unit. Yeah, though, you, you need you need a reinforced unit of crypt players, but you know, six of them. <sighs> That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. All right, and then you got the crypt horrors. Last thing here is the crypt horrors. Hold on, I got this in front of me. Where the old crypt yeah. horrors, uh, their stats are the, still the same. The movement, the wounds are you know four wounds, five up save. Um. Their range went up to two inches, which is nice. Yeah, they got an and they got an extra attack, four attacks, fours by threes, no rend, two damage, which is still you know that's what it yeah. that's what it was before. Yeah, yeah their warrior elite um, spell or ability is the same. Um, let's say wounds of six has damage of three instead of two. Uh huh. Um, they have noble blood, which lets them heal D three now instead of one, which is yeah, that's pretty good. awesome. 
And then Chosen of the King, um, they improve their rend, the uh, same as the other guys. By improve their rend by one, wholly within nine of a courtier or eighteen of an abhorrent. Because of course they still re-roll hit rolls. Yeah. Uh, if it's whole, they used to be able to re-roll hit rolls within eighteen of an aberrant. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Now it's just plus one rend, but it's within nine inches of a courtier or eighteen inches of an aberrant. So, yeah. uh, okay, that's. I like all these changes, and why yeah. do I like them? Because the we they've been getting rid of the rerolls for some time. Yes, like that has been happening, and. Yeah. I, f- I forgot how old this book is till I just pulled it out to look it's at it. Pretty old. And like even the formatting in it, like of the mm-hmm. of the scroll war scrolls, I'm like looking at it going, How old is this book? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is this is the book that still hasn't gotten a, a rewrite yet. What's the date on it? Uh hold on, let me pull it back out. I mean I it's a, it's, it's not- a white cover. Um I bet it's twenty nineteen. Let me look. Just Copyright 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So this this book's four years old. Yeah. So yeah, it needs a new I, one. And those those I don't pre- have it. I don't. Those, I have all the, I have all the other army books except that one. That's funny. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because these. I mean, there, there's a lot of units that had that. But it's like, okay, you're playing this. Guess what? Here's a here's your first taste. These guys, mm-hmm. no more of that stuff. Right. I'm interested to see where this book goes. Yeah. Uh, if they lean into this, the uh, the the insanity, I think they're. I mean, that's kind of like their jam, right? Yeah. Seems like it. But I would like to see that. Like, if they lean into it like they did in this book, that's going to be a really cool battle tome. Mm-hmm. So, that's everything, though. Um, I see. I want to see what the army standard bearer is going to look like. That guy will be cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that was such a big feature in your Bretonian army. Like, where's your Bretonian battle standard bearer? And uh, now we know it's this dude. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be some. Be it's going to be some super cool hero. Yep. All right, let's wrap this up, shall yep. we? Because I really, I've, we've, I've got to get moving. It's late, yeah. and I've got, yep. I've got work to do. But all right, here we go. Move this out of the way now. Um, let's. I just before we go, of course, let's do the right thing here and uh, thank again. Um, our Patreon patrons once again our associate producers Jake C James Brown Old Man Yeti George Stradone executive producer Scotty Milne and our newest patrons Paul Frickman and James Lane again thank you all for being a part of this everybody go check out the couple of posts in uh, Patreon I've been putting up posts that aren't just episode release announcements there's a bunch going on on the Patreon page so uh, please take a look at it. There's some Patreon-only stuff there, um, not shows or anything like that. Uh, Heather's been very busy, and so we haven't done any Garage Gamers lately, although we are going to go to Gen Con. There's going to be Gen Con episodes coming. Heather's doing the uh, Flashback Weekend. It's the same weekend as Gen Con, so there's going to be that coverage. So please check that stuff out. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, and, of course, Chaos Orc Superstore, Six Squared Studios, and Grognards. Thank you, guys. Yep. All your sponsorship and all your assistance and help. Chris, are you ready? Yeah, man. Next time, unless we've got another book that we have to cover, and I know we haven't covered everyone, but cut me some slack. Um, but I think we might be doing hobby episodes and talking about Path to Glory next time, which I'm kind cool. of excited about. Yeah. Um, so, all right, folks. Until next time, on the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful will know no despair except in failure. 
care what the marshals or any bleeding conclavers say ever queen take their eyes that sir Jerion be a hero so he is he didn't just leave us out in the thorn brush of gyran blasted rains sillin down day and night with all our finest soldiers called back to coddle a bushel of magnates and farmers he and his knights are still out there still fighting rallying the folk against these cursed plague spawn and they say he's just one champion in the army of some great jolly king. Ruin as hells, but that sounds like a lord I could get behind. Especially if the feasts are as good as the tales say. Adduck of Furtherfield. 